on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Matt and Nick will be dropping more predictions that other Star Wars shows call exclusive leaks as they riff on the current slate of Star Wars nothingness. The dudes have some games to discuss to start things out, but they'll also travel back in time to talk some Rogue One discarded titles. They'll also get in on the Bad Batch reveals, which provided a street date for the show, as well as a new action figure. Kenobi's cast will be discussed as well, thanks to the news that a former Game of Thrones star has been hired to bring her talents to Tatooine. Of course, they'll round things out with the fan question of the week responses on ported Star Wars games, while also honoring this week's top five Star Wars fan artists. Punch it, Chewie. Alright, and hey now, everybody! Hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now. I gotta practice on my hey nows because next week, if the cards play out the way mm-hmm. they've been dealt, we're gonna have some Star Wars royalty gracing the Star Wars Time Show airwaves, and I don't want to blow out the gentleman's eardrums, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> Nick's used to it. A lot of you diehards are used to it. Uh, but when we get these special guests, I don't want to just kind of introduce them to the Star Wars Time Show with a "Hey now." <laughs> You know, so I got to practice on that. But what I'm talking about, and, and those of you that are diehards, those of you that are in our Discord, you've, you've caught wind to this. Uh, but the uh, SWTS PR department, the PR wing, if you will, helmed by one Spencer Barron, has, has been busy over these past uh, few weeks of 2021. And he's, uh, oh, they can't hear me. Great. Oh, no, they can't hear you. <laughs> so what Matt's been saying oh, is that no. the... Uh, the, the big news coming up for those of you who aren't in our Discord and who don't get all the news early before the show is that we have a pretty big guest coming up next week. It's slated, uh, obviously, as, you know, what has happened in the past. Some, you know, some people have canceled, but... Check, check. We, How about now, motherfuckers? Is, is Matt back? But we're going to be getting a, a real Star Wars actor on the show, Silas Carson. Uh, he's the guy who played Kiati Mundi. He also played... Uh, some of the Trade Federation guys. I think it was. Uh, oh man, Newt. Like, I mean, he plays Newt, yeah, Newt and Lot right. God. I mean, like like yeah. I said, Silas. He's he's royalty, prequel royalty. Uh, he's one of the first actors you ever saw in the prequels when he's playing yeah. that Republic uh, pilot. Yeah. So he's he's been. Am, in I, uh, multiple am I audible things. now? Can Big I believe Amish? you're back? Right, okay, I believe yeah. you're back, Brando and. Big Amish have confirmed that Matt is back. All right, so hey now! <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. man, you never know. I don't know. How the fuck did that happen, my friends? Who knows? I mean, that, oh, that's no. why we, we probably should have done a test before we went live, because it's a Star Wars time show. I, I've, been a, getting, 
I've been getting lax in my pre-test, right, Nick? It's almost like we, we've got a flow going down. We got we, comfortable for a little bit there. Yeah, with, it's like <laughs> we haven't had some uh, some of the initial tech plagues that we were fucking up the live stream almost this time a year ago. Holy shit, it's almost been a full year of live streams on the Star Wars Time Show. But hey, if, if you listen to the audio only, you, you'll hear my actual intro. Sorry, live streamers. I truly do not know what happened there, but that will remind me to keep doing the pre-show tests. Bad, Matt. Bad. You should know better. It's the fucking Star Wars time show. You know something's going to be busted. But yeah, like, like Nick was saying, or what I was trying to do when I kicked off the show was not screaming, okay? Uh, when I do the hey now, because like Nick said, we, we, we hope to have Silas Carson on the program next week to lead the show. He'll be the first segment as we've been doing with our interviews. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm anxious about this one, Nick. I, I wouldn't say it, it, it's not coming from a, pa- a place of, of intimidation, uh, over the years, I've, I've figured out a way to kind of get over my uh, being an introverted individual. Uh, yeah. The career path I switched to at 30 has helped. Doing stuff on Entertainment Buddha before Star Wars Time Show has helped. Going to E3 and having to network with PR people and game developers and sit down in a room with them and, and talk to them and do interviews. All that has helped. But I'm still a very anxious person, as a lot of you diehards know. Uh, so when we had Spencer booking these guests, big or small, it doesn't matter. It, it, it could be, and, and I'm not saying the toy photographers and creators are small, but let's be real. You're not a fucking Star Wars actor. Yeah, you weren't in the movies. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I get a level of anxiety, and the anxiety, I think, is rooted in, you know, I want to do a good job. I want to make it entertaining. I don't want to make it sound like any other interview you you may have heard with one of these actors, like, ooh, do Newt Gunray or ooh, did you like wearing the Kiati Mundi headpiece? I mean, that stuff may come up, but I, I want it to be more of a free flow conversation, just like Nick and I, right? Yeah. I don't want this to be a traditional reading from a list of questions type of interview outlet. Uh, and there's also, I think the anxiety comes from how the fuck is the Star Wars time show getting guests of that caliber? Um, I personally believe in the product. But I'm also someone that has spent almost 12 years now trying to build brands online and just has not succeeded in terms of large followings. I'm also a realist. My years in the video game business, I can't tell you how many times I was told, no, you're not big enough. You don't have enough followers. You don't have enough unique visitors. So I, I get it. Typically, when you, when you bring in big guests... There, there's an agreement like, oh, yeah, you're, you're a big show. You're, we'll be able to promote our guest's work and so on and so forth. So I, I think some of my anxiety, Nick, also comes from I just don't feel like we're, we're good enough for these type of people yet. It is. Uh, it's, it's kind of weird because, you know, even guests of this caliber, you know, you would hear, you know, on, on TV shows sometimes you would have like, you know, somebody like Silas Carson comes in who, who actually like plays – a ton of different roles in Star Wars. So you could have him come in and give a lot of different perspectives. And for him to be on our show is actually pretty, I, I agree. It's not intimidating. It is, it is just like a different caliber of guests, different type of guests. The people that we've had on now 
you know, we would almost consider them peers, especially you, because we've had a lot of toy yeah, photographers. We'd have people in the community and stuff like that. Fellow community members, for sure. It's exactly. more of like a, like a hangout where this is going to be, we're talking to a fucking Star Wars actor, hopefully. And I keep saying hopefully, I'm, I'm hedging things and nothing against Silas and his team, nothing against Spencer and us. We just, we understand real life. And like I said, me sitting here going like, Silas, he's in the movies, he's a Jedi, he's a Separatist. Is he really going to want to talk to us on a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, right now is probably the best time for these types of actors and just for actors in general, because a lot of Hollywood is doing like minimal shoots in terms right, of stuff, right. you know, production because of COVID. So you have a little bit of extra time. You got, you know, you know you're not on a schedule, so maybe you can jump in and say like hey let's let's do a, a podcast for these little shits that nobody's ever heard of and, and see if we can uh, have a little bit of fun but um yeah it, that he's probably got some time on his hands but i think that silas seems like uh he's also a nerd kind of guy you know if you look up his credits like a lot of stuff in star wars also in doctor who he hits the concert oh, so and stuff have like you started that. research then <laughs> I just like a a quick little bit, not anything right. that's uh you know. Yeah, I know. I think I, I think Spencer may help on that, but I I definitely need to start doing my my Silas research. I mean, outside the Star Wars stuff, yes, I know that, but I I don't want to jump in and just be like Star Wars. Yeah, no, Star, he, Wars, he, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. <laughs> His other big credit is definitely uh, Doctor Who. All right. So I mean, he is British as well. So. Yeah, and um, if there's, I guess, fans, I mean, if you're in our Discord, uh, the Cantina chat channel, if you got questions you'd like us to try for, I mean, again, hopefully yeah, as long as up, it's I, not I, anything fucking stupid. Yeah, not, not, nothing <laughs> dumb. And, and real quick on the Discord thing, I want to clear the air a bit because I got yelled at by Nick, all sorts of people last week. Uh, but in our Discord, and I'd love for any, any Star Wars Time Show listeners, come on in. Come on in. The Discord link you can get through our Instagram at Star Wars Time Show. On Instagram, just hit the bio link. You'll find it. Uh, but we had a little little bit of drama last week in the Star Wars Time Show Discord. And, and I just want to clarify it, okay? I mean, it, it, it's like, uh, I don't know what the hell's going on. It's like the Gina thing has just kicked up a shitstorm within the Star Wars community and people, I don't know, they, they, they can't get past it. They're getting stuck in those, those trigger ruts. Uh, so, so here's the deal. We have our Discord. We have various channels in our Discord. Our main channel is called Cantina Chat. And it's that. It's talking about the hobby that has brought us all together. The, the Star Wars shit. Uh, random posts, news posts, new figures, whatever. Um, over there, really, once the Gina thing started, I mean, obviously that post got shared in there, as it should be. That's a, that's a Star Wars topic. It, it got people talking. But then I, I started to notice a trend was happening. Other posts that triggered certain people were starting to show up. They had nothing to do with Star Wars. And it, it, it's, it, it, we've all seen this before. It, it, I call it the Facebook effect, mm -hmm. where once one of those posts come in, other people start chiming in. Then it, then it's like within the wake of that one post, you start getting other shit posts and it's like, okay, all right, freedom of speech, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to have to moderate this, but this is our discord. We just want to fucking talk about star Wars. If you want to go on Facebook and get angry at politics or fucking toys, have at it. I don't want it in that cantina chat channel. 
So I made that statement. I think some people might have taken it personally. I didn't mean to make it personal. It's just the, the, the person that posted it happened to be the one that finally flipped my switch. Where I was like, okay, as the moderator, as someone that kind of identifies himself as the creator of Star Wars Time Show, I felt like I had to get in and just kind of remind everyone what the Discord's about, what that channel's for. And I might add... Asked the mod, who at the time was Nick, to create a channel for random stuff, political stuff, whatever. Like, if people want to talk about that in our Discord, have at it. Just do it in the new random channel. Don't run away. Come back and play. (laughs) No one was yelling at anybody. No one hates anybody. I understand everyone gets triggered by certain things. I just did not want our main channel to become another place that we all could click into and just be like, fuck. It's here too now. You, everyone knows what I'm talking about. We, we, we get inundated with triggers these days. Be it watching TV, be it online, it doesn't matter. Something is going to fucking get you worked up unless you're Nick Caminita. Yeah, Nick is like he is, he is he is <laughs> triggerless. I mean, even he's like, he's like, dude, just fucking chill out. I was like, I get it, Nick, but... <laughs> I, I perceive some of the comments that were taking place in there to to kind of skirt the line of implied racism or implied transphobia. It's just like we don't need that in the Star Wars Time Show Discord. It can be in its own little random channel. So there we go. That's the update on the Star Wars Time Show Discord <laughs> drama. You never know. You never know, people, what you're going to get <laughs> in the Star Wars Time Show Discord. So sign up. And I promise you, I'm not here to mod and tell you what to say. Just say it in the appropriate channel, pretty please. Yeah. Okay. Now I understand why, like, you go into these discords sometimes and there's 85,000 channels. Yes. And you're like, what the <laughs> fuck is all this shit for, man? Have three channels. And now we started, like, when our discord started, there, there were literally three channels. There, were, there was Cantina Chat, there was Artist Community, and then there was the Spoiler Talk channel. And then we've had... Uh, requests for a show suggestions channel, which is in there now, a delayed transmissions, which is people talking about the show after yeah. it had already run. There's a Star Wars memes channel, and now there's a random shit channel. It's beautiful. It's, so a, thing, it's, it's a thing. It's expanding. a thing of beauty. It's a thing of beauty. And really, I mean, I've gotten this idea the the uh, Wookiees Always Win guild that I'm in for Swago. They're, they're like Discord senseis i mean some of the shit they've done in this discord in terms of bots i mean i got a fucking bot yelling at me every day like hey asshole get your 600 tickets in hey asshole sign up for the raid i'm like this is awesome but they they've had to program all that shit you're not going to get that in the star wars time show discord Uh, i I mean i had to fight nick just to get mod moderator abilities so (laughs) we're we're not tweaking it we're not tweaking our server to do anything cool yeah, we to just, be completely we, honest with you, like I didn't even know how to make an an admin yeah. until you asked me because I was like, okay, well, I'm the I'm the server owner, so right. I know I have to be able to make yes. it. Yes, I had to just kind of fuck around in there until I saw the admin shit. I was like, okay, here it is. Yeah, I'm like, I and no I can tell Nick's like, hey, asshole, it's fucking Thursday night. Quit bothering me about this shit because he couldn't figure out how to make me mod. Then he made me mod. He's like, there you go, fucking talk about whatever. Leave me alone. I was like, all right, you're right. You're right, but I just, I was like, you know what? Uh, being the guy, uh, someone that is active within the, the SWTS community outside of the show, I was like, I, I just need to, to, to make a comment and, and get this cleaned up. So anyways, Discord, it's all regulated now. If you say something I don't like it, I'm going to fucking kick you out. 
He could ban you. It's, I it's am literally Captain possible. Cancel culture now. Watch out. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> yeah. I got that ban hammer power. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna Pua. update Matt's Pua. nickname to the Pua. Bandmaster. There we go. <laughs> no, nah, but I, I mean, come on. I think people know me at this point in time. I, I say a lot of, of interesting and stupid things. Other people say interesting and stupid things. Uh, but when it comes to our front lawn, I want stupid things to only be in certain parts of the yard. All right, that's it. Okay, good. All right, so yeah. Anyways, next week could be big, so uh, let's get let's try to get some turnout. I know Spencer has put out some promotional materials to the what we're calling now the Star Wars Time Show Street Team, aka the dysfunctional Discord group, uh, <laughs> the the Liam's of the world. I mean, I, I already told you, young Liam. I mean, he's he's moved on. We're we're too small for him these days. He's yeah. He's a TikTok king. Yep. At this point in time. Did you say he signed in the Discord like a day ago? He's like, oh, I'm just now seeing this. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'll help out. I'm like, young Liam. Look, Look at, at young this. Liam. This guy, he's got that almost 100,000 He's like, I have my own Discord now. I yeah, have like, my own you. Fuck you guys group. and your... I don't your, need... Your 30 strong Discord <laughs> suck my dick. Uh, we still love you, young Liam. That's fine. Oh, I thought it was man. funny, though. He's like, yeah, I just saw this now. <laughs> hey, moving on to bigger and better things with that TikTok. There we go. Um, but yeah, next week, let's do it. Uh, back to the whole reason we got on Discord. Uh, maybe maybe you got some questions or some things that we should know about Silas. So uh, drop them in there and we'll, we'll see what we can do. But it, it, it's probably going to go like other interviews. It's just going to go wherever. Uh, maybe he'll give us a half hour, maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half if he likes it. You just you do not know where these interviews will go because they are pretty unscripted. Uh, yeah. I, I basically take some notes, jot down some general points jot down some general questions you know i may try to get a bit of his star wars bio as i have done for other guests but outside of that we just i uh, just kind of see where it goes and hope there's not a lot of dead air which yeah on this show with me talking typically is not a problem no but, no and i feel yeah. like silas is a is a very practiced interview oh, of course of you course. know he's 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 been around the band that, that's that's what times, i mean it's so. like we're gonna <laughs> have to easy. we're really gonna have to be uh, at at our at our top condition nick yeah yeah we're, we're crossing over into the big leagues as they say <laughs> uh, but he, he, he's not the he's not the only one uh, spencer's got some others planned down the road i mean he spencer's been so active on the interviews i almost have to fire him yeah, it's like, hey, man, calm down a little bit. Yeah, I'm pretty like, sure he's set up a tent on George Lucas's front lawn at this point. <laughs> like, he tracked down his address. He just, he's just camped out. I love so. it. I mean, he, he's got us. I know he has guests for us at, at this point, Nick, booked through April. So <laughs> oh, wow, we, we've, okay. we've gone from just two dudes talking to a, a potential interview show at this point hey, in time. I mean, if, if, that, if that's what kind of picks up and people start to listen to the interviews, then I'm, I'm down for it as long as we can have a steady stream of, of interviewees coming in yeah, as long yeah. as they enjoy it. So. And that's the other thing. Those who are listening, if if you like the interview we do and something cool was said, fucking share it. Get us on Reddit. Why do we get no traction outside of our Tuesday show in our little community? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're going to be talking about another bullshit post that we found on Reddit today that is literally a summary of what we said last week, joking well, in a joking fashion, basically saying, ha ha, you know, Harrison Dula taking over the Rangers and now their site's running with it, calling it exclusive and saying they have sources and they get traction on Reddit. Us, 
we say this shit. We actually come through on predictions. I called the book of Boba Fett ending it on episode two. I mean, the ending yeah, of episode one, nothing, nothing. Thank God figure hurts is out there and he's blaring it to uh, over the, the comm speakers at his work to let people know but where's, <laughs> where's the Reddit. Why aren't we getting quoted by THR as, as breaking some news? So that's what we need from all of you. You know, it's not just rating, liking and commenting and sharing anymore. Now you got to start going out and getting this shit posted on other sites. So people are like, oh, Star Wars type show. That's not just some m- mystical dragon I've heard about. It, it really is a show that either has good content or breaks interesting Star Wars news. So yeah. get at it, motherfuckers. We need the Reddit army up mm-hmm. and at them. I, I haven't checked. I, I know Spencer. He's like, oh, I got the, the Silas video on, on Reddit. I was like, oh, dude, I, thanks for trying, but I guarantee those were auto-banned the, the moment you hit submit. I don't <laughs> so, know which Reddit. Not leaks, right? I just, think he put it on just straight Star Wars Reddit and then maybe leaks. Uh, so leaks would be an instant no. Yeah, leaks. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's just our... I don't know how that how their auto-ban feature I, works. I promise you, <laughs> on leaks, if, if it's not like a KRT domain address, it's getting yeah. it's getting rejected. Or LRM Online, another very it's, reputable online outlet, just like StarWarsTime.net. <laughs> All right, true. so um, people have been watching on the live stream. I know you couldn't hear me for the first two minutes, so you're probably like, wow, that was awesome. <laughs> it was way better to start the show not hearing that asshole yell into the mic. Uh, but I've had a graphic up on the screen that is not Star Wars. And you're probably sitting there, all right, well, what the fuck? What the fuck? He's going to get into one of these non-Star Wars topics again, and guess what? You're right. But I like to share cool shit that I find during the week with other who I believe to be like-minded individuals. And I was talking about this topic with Nick before we went live. It's on his radar, but he hasn't checked it out yet. So my goal is to sell it. And I am talking about a, a, an upcoming video game from People Can Fly, published by Square Enix, called Outriders. And the reason I'm talking about it is because a demo is available now, I believe, for all the platforms. It's going to be a multi-platform uh, crossplay, which is fucking badass. Yep. Uh, uh, but just to uh, a quick summary, Outsiders is a, an action third, per, a third person, action oriented, story driven RPG with crossplay co-op. How's that? That's a mouthful. That is. That's a lot of uh, verbs and adjectives in there. Right. So uh, people can fly. If 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 uh, those of you are out there going, well, who the fuck are they? If you ever played Bulletstorm. That's the studio that cooked up that very awesome, unique, slightly disturbing in, 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 in terms of the violence and, and the way you would kill people. But that, that's a game, Nick, where you had kind of an electric whip. Yeah. And the whole goal was to essentially make your kills as creative as possible with this yeah. whip. So you'd, you'd whip them up in the air, you'd juggle them with, with some grenades, and then you'd shoot them with a harpoon to finish them off. It, was, it rewarded <laughs> you for being demented, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I remember they also kind of built it around speed running the game too. Like it was very exactly. quick to finish. Exactly. So you could go back and you could like, you know, beat your previous time or get higher kill scores and stuff like that. Yeah, it was it was yeah, very interesting. It, it, it had that allure too, because I can remember Stunt Buddy and I, this is a big game that we got competitive with. Like, oh dude, I beat level one in thirteen seconds with a with a kick ass demon rating. He'd be like, Oh, I, oh now I gotta mm-hmm. try and then you know, you, you try to, to best the run. 
so that's the people. They're definitely into, as I said, aggro type of shooters. <laughs> like, basically, imagine me when I talk about toy photography, but as a as a shooter. That that's what people can fly do. Uh, it's like they wind people like me up and say, "Go kill." So I'm <laughs> I'm all about that type of game. Uh, in fact, Nick, this is a demo, so it, you, you go through a few kind of tutorial screens. And the one screen at the end where it's kind of telling you what to do, in caps, it, basically, and I'm summarizing this, but it says, let aggression be your main driving force. Yeah, the, okay. the more aggressive you are, the more health you'll get, so on and so forth. Uh, all right, so that, that's kind of the backstory on Outriders. And I'm not a big demo player. The reason I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to try this one out is because it will save your progress. Yeah, that's big about demos in the that's, gaming that's space. That's awesome. I love yeah. that because as Nick and I were discussing before we went live, a lot of game demos, especially these days, they're great. They are a great sample of the game, but they're usually the first part of the game, uh, the tutorial level. So it's something that you know if you played in a demo you're going to be playing it all over again once the game comes out if you buy it. Outriders, like some other demos have done before, it basically said, hey, download this shit, play it if you want to, buy it when it comes out on April 1st, and you can import your demo save and just continue from where the demo ended. Uh, apparently the demo, depending on how much you explore, you're looking at at least three to five hours of content. Uh, which is nice. I played through what I'd call the prologue last night, Nick, and I am hooked, and that is why yeah. I'm talking about it. Yeah, I, I've downloaded it already on the PS5. Um, haven't, <clears throat> haven't booted it up yet, but I was I was aware of Outriders because one of my friends from my previous job actually messaged me about it. He's like, you know, just kind of telling me, saying it was something that he's interested in, and he's a big RPG guy, so like he's always into like the Diablos and stuff like that, Torchlight. Um, so those styles of games and it seems like this is Outriders is like the perfect mashup of like an RPG style game but with these shooters like you were talking about Bulletstorm, yeah. Gears of War um, those styles of games so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty interested in it too I'll probably boot up the demo and play uh, a little bit either today or tomorrow maybe over the weekend Taylor's going to be um, away from the home she's going to be out of town in Omaha for uh, a virtual weightlifting meet um so i will have some extra time to just dick around on the ps5 <laughs> yeah it's um it's a game where I, I played on the series x and outside of some choppy ass cutscenes, which i don't know if it's just the demo build or i'll tell you what I, i've been dealing with some shit on the series x and my new tv my new tv just randomly turns off only using on the series x so so no, weird man like I said, I don't know if it's a game or if, or if my console is, is, is a jerk off, but essentially the frame rates just in the opening, they cleaned up about an hour in. We're a little janky, but in terms of the gameplay itself on the Series X, it is smooth as fuck. Like I'm talking smooth frame rates, smooth shooting, smooth cover, smooth mantling, uh, you know, switching targets. Uh, but but the gameplay is it, it, it it's very it's not Gears of War esque even though it has the same Gears of War cover system take cover with A switch yeah. to cover with A mantle over with B but like I said it, it, this game's mantra is 
being aggressive. Yeah, Where that is Gears interesting. Is, Gears is a pop and pop and shoot game. I love Gears of War. Mm-hmm. Fucking love it. But it is more more strategic, more pop and shoot. Yeah, sometimes you can run in and, and be kind of a Tommy Tough guy. Uh, but this game, while it, it, it is cover based and you have some other things, it, 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 it's like, hey, if you sit here too long, they're going to swarm your ass and you're going to be dead. You need to kill to survive, essentially. So okay. I love that. So it, it is kind of fast. But like Nick said, it, it's got the RPG aspects. So there's a lot of side quest type of shit. There's a lot of just searching the maps, taking different routes, seeing what you find. Um, Is there like gear? So, you know, can you yeah. like get different gear? Okay. So here, here's where things really get interesting. Uh, the story I'll summarize like this. Humans are shitheads, which is no, you know, that's not a far stretch. So it's a true story. Right. <laughs> we essentially, we, Earth has been killed. We've killed Earth. Two ships leave Earth with the lucky people that get to hopefully keep the human race going. Uh, they're, they're basically in cryo for 83 years to make the journey to this planet Enoch, which is supposed to be hospital to humans. Uh, the Outriders, which if you actually go and look it up, an Outrider is a group of people that typically go out first before a larger party to make sure shit's going to be kosher once the larger group arrives. Uh, but in this game, the Outriders, I mean, I, I still really haven't gotten into the lore, Nick, but it seems like the Outriders are, I don't want to say superheroes, but uh, I don't know how we'd equate them to hmm. our our type of... Uh, you know our our life real are life. they like pow- powers do they have like powers or are Not, they just like super like strong something like that no but they're they're regarded as i don't know secret service but even more bad navy seals maybe okay, i don't know okay. like so like, like they, the, the elite of the soldiers or something yes like that. and yeah. there's only a few of them and they're definitely held in a higher regard than just normal people Mm-hmm. okay uh, so anyways uh, they're shipped out cryo 83 years they make it to enoch outriders are sent down to figure out what's going on and of course shit's not on the up and up it's not the planet they expected there's some crazy shit going on your character gets tagged with something and immediately is put back in a cryopod humans are humans you're woken up 30 years later on this new planet and there's fucking wars going on because over 30 years you've basically humans have taken their beef from earth and have brought it right to the new planet it's all fucked up but you learn as nick was implying here that during that storm 30 years prior your character has become something in the game that is called an altered so okay. on this planet nick and the humans that made it there some of them become alters, which basically they become superpowered individuals. And this is where you pick your class. So right at the end of the, the prologue, when you find all this shit out, you're then presented. You can be a tank. You can be a pyromancer. You can kind of be a, a tech gadget sniper. Or you nice. can be kind of like a, like a ninja stealth, uh, very Ghost of Tsushima type of shit, like disappear and show up and kill your guy and then disappear again. <laughs> Uh, so, so it does have a class-based system as well. I don't know what it is about Outriders, my friend, but as I told you, I'd rather be playing that right now than doing the Star Wars time show. That's how much just this demo, the prologue, and maybe the first 25 minutes, first mission or two of the game has kind of captivated me. It's got, in my opinion, a decent story. 
right? There's that far future intrigue, like what happened during the 30 years when you got knocked out again? Yeah. Um, what's the big picture? Why is this Enoch planet so fucked up? What are the altars? What does that mean? So you get a lot of that, but again, it, you, you can go out and adventure, side quests, look for new gear, like you're saying, your gear can affect uh, abilities. Then you have the abilities, like mine, I can just fucking shoot fire out of my body now. And if that's what like the pyromancer to me seemed like the coolest, just in name alone. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man, I struggled because if you've ever gamed with me, I always go for the tank. Okay. I am Leroy Jenkins. All right. <laughs> I, I, I prefer the tank because let's be real. They usually have the most health, most protection and don't require as much skill as some of the other classes uh, may require. So when I was reading these classes, it took me probably 10 minutes to pull the trigger on Pyro. And it was my inner voice just going, dude, you're always the fucking tank. It's <laughs> always the same thing. Try something different. And Pyro's yeah. like, oh, you, you attack at a medium range. You got fire abilities. When you light people on fire and you kill them, you get more health. I was like, yeah, fuck it. I can get down with that. That sounds fucking uh, awesome. <laughs> they all sounded cool. And that's the other thing. It's like, oh shit, maybe I should roll back in and, and try one of the other classes before the main game comes out to figure out who I really want to be. Cause yeah. once you pick a class, you are locked in. This is not, uh, you can just rotate in and out. Apparently you can have six characters overall, kind of like destiny. Whoa, yeah. puberty time. Uh, unlike death, but like destiny, it sounds like you still would have to swap a character in and essentially start back over. You can't share loot. Uh, but in the end, I, I love it. I like the world. I like the gameplay. I like the concept. What's even better? The gravy on top. It is cross play. And three people co-op campaign drop in, drop out. So that's pretty. I, I like it. Um, I see that like I I didn't really play around with it or anything like that. But I know that like based off of the stuff that I've read about it, like you can even choose to like turn crossplay on and off i don't know yes. why you would ever want to have it off like it doesn't make any sense to have it off but um it, it is one of those games that like in a in a landscape that is relatively bare in terms of like interesting new titles to play this seems like this could catch on catch my attention at least yeah um it, i mean it, there's a lot of shit that i need to play and that i've been saying that i need to play like i have to finish horizon have to finish the last of us 2 and you know a lot of other games from the previous generation that are out there but um at this point in my life i'm not i'm not like a completionist like i'll play what i want to play if something grabs my attention i will focus on that for a long time and if i choose to go back and finish horizon then i'll do it if i don't finish it and i pick up the second game and i like it i won't even finish it i'll just play the second game like i just yeah, don't my advice at this point care anymore because i think horizon 2 is is on the horizon <laughs> yeah it's pretty close there we go good um pun. i would just just forget that the first game bro i i started it up it's so fucking big now with all the expansions yeah because I, I have the forbidden like oh, yeah, one of the expansions yeah, the forbidden west one or you, you whatever probably it's have called the most it's like horizon complete edition at this yeah point exactly time. yes that is what i have it, and I'm not going to lie, the game looks fucking beautiful. I, I can see why everyone loved it, why it got a sequel, why it's why it went from just being new IP to a a, a sequelized franchise. It just it, you're not going to get it done. There's there's at this point in time it's like a 4 or 5 year old game. Yeah. Uh, just be like me, take it, 
take it like a man and just move on to the second. What I need to do, because I was digging the story in Horizon, I need to just find Read somebody it. on YouTube, yeah, that that made like a four hour long movie and just catch parts of it or, or summarize it, because uh, it's not getting done. But uh, just to kind of wrap this up, huge so far, and I'm talking maybe an hour and a half, hour forty in, really enjoying Outriders. It, it checks a lot of boxes for me. Who knows what the full experience is going to be like? But just based on what I spent, I have no qualms purchasing this game. Uh, and recommending it to other gamers who I think would like it. I, I don't know. I just think this game has potential to get people together, to play. Uh, there's, there's a lot to do. I've, I've heard the campaign. If you just fuck with the campaign, uh, single player, you're looking at 25 to 30. But if you want to maximize it, they're saying you can get upwards of 100 hours out of the game. Uh, That's always good. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just It's been a while since, well, probably since Ghost where i threw in a game and i've just thought about and thought of it and this is just last night it's very fresh on the mind uh but yeah like i said let's get through this fucking show so i can go uh fire the demo back up yeah uh, yeah i mean it's it's a, that's a good feeling that's a good feeling to have is when, yeah. when you have something that you're actually excited about um and it's taken, I mean, really, it was it was the end of 2020 and, and into most of 21 to where I've really gotten back into gaming. It, the, the 10 years of working in it, I don't want to say ruined it. I, I enjoyed that experience. I loved uh, getting to do what I did with Entertainment Buddha, but it does ultimately turn the hobby into a jobby and you start, you, you feel obligated to review a bunch of games that they're sending you that you probably wouldn't want to play. So by the time you can play games, you want to play, you don't want to play games. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've broken free of that. It's been great to get back to it. It's obviously cut into the toy uh, photography a bit, but that's okay. I'm having a good time with my game pass playing fucking demos and all that fun shit. Yeah. And then, in uh, so quick, quick, uh, the U.S. is ending news before we jump in here. Uh, the Texas state governor, my state, has uh, said that he's ending the statewide mask mandate and all businesses can now open at 100% capacity. So Perfect. Fucking great. See, people, all you have to do is live in Texas to be virus free. But we, yeah, that's we've the, done a good job. At, we've done a great job in the United States of only making certain cities or states virus free. We can't make the whole country virus free. But certain states fuck it. it it never existed in a lot of these states yeah so. texas for example but anyway I mean, let's let's get into star fuck, wars fuck time science here. man fuck <laughs> science Woo-hoo! deregulate that virus nick it ain't real yeah that covid just... vaccine's got a tracker in it it's gonna <laughs> find you bill gates is gonna find you oh man just should we just shot all of the virus with the guns in texas we just <laughs> yeah. shot it and that was that's uh, all yeah, yeah, you're like you, you, you took the elmer fudd approach right yeah exactly you yeah. know the yosemite sam you here we you go wascally wabbit yeah. just like, oh, that shoot, is we shot that virus you. good <laughs> with our m80s in our our howitzer guns because the second amendment i need to protect myself with a 50 caliber sniper rifle because when a robber comes into my house i gotta make sure to turn his body into giblets <laughs> uh, okay so that was uh that was an interesting piece of news that just came across the wire but anyway uh, we actually do have a, a couple of interesting pieces to talk about this week on the actual oh, hey, Star Wars real, real time Real quick, show. and we will move on. Clone Wars rewatch continues, and there's definitely a Razor Crest model 
aptly featured in the episode titled Bounty remember, Hunters. Yeah, yeah, I remember you uh, dropping that in the Discord. Another reason to be in a Discord, you get a little Easter eggs and stuff Yeah, you, like know, you never know when I'll be watching uh, 10-year-old programs and, <laughs> and making points that people probably already know. Yeah, uh, that that's my specialty. Like, hey, did you guys see that show from 10 years ago? And they're like, yeah, dude, it's been out for 10 years, idiot. Um, all right. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's do it, man. Let me switch up the screens. Let's get into the topics and talk some Star Wars. See you, Outriders. It's been real. We spoke your name. Yeah. All right. So in in the actual Star Wars time show news feeder we got a couple of uh video game items to transition into right now so that's pretty good we're talking about outriders for a bit but now we're gonna talk about some upcoming releases for star wars video games first up we're gonna talk about the republic commando port i know we have a huge republic commando following here a lot of our fans are big big lovers of this game so um they were excited to hear that the port is going to be hitting soon this april in fact a month away um, and it's going to be coming to Switch and PS4. Hey, um, what what do you think is going on over at Microsoft? Because is this yeah. a pissing match with whoever publishes these games? Because they haven't gotten any of these ports that both the Switch and a lot of times the PS4 gets. I mean, I, I understand why the Switch is a is an easy platform to go mm-hmm. to. It, it's the weakest of the available mainstream consoles, right? Yeah. In terms of, you know, what it can do. Raw so power. It, yeah. if you throw some of these uh, slightly up res ports at it, it's like, hey, big deal. It can handle it. Our, our hundred meg save file or data file, whatever. But it, it seems like there is some sort of beef between Microsoft and whoever is publishing these ports of these old Star Wars games. Right. Uh, yeah. So it's Aspire Media that does all the ports. And I. To be honest with you, I don't know if Aspire Media just has an issue with Microsoft or if like ports have a problem with like the the Xbox development system. Like, I don't know if there's like, you know, the, the OS for Xbox just I, has dude, issues I, with ports of old games. Who knows? It, but it you, is weird, though. You would think Microsoft being PC first and foremost, it, it, it sh- shouldn't matter. I mean, you, you would think they'd have the tech to play anything considering they're, they're PC focused as well. I don't know. I mean, I, I just, it, it's like, not that I would, not that I really give a shit. I mean, I'm <laughs> really just pulling shit out of my ass here, but it is, it is weird how the Xbox family doesn't seem to get any of these. I know, I think PS4, yeah. maybe they got the pod racer. I don't know if they got Jedi outcast and some of the other ones. P- but yeah. PS4 did. PS4 has gotten every port. Okay. So it is, um, it is the so switch and PS4 then for some reason gets these yeah. where the Xbox family consoles does not. Definitely a good question. I'm uh, not but yeah, sure. I mean, like you said, our, our fans, I mean, big Amish just literally said he would sodomize himself with a copy of Republic Commando. So, <laughs> uh, someone get that, get that hooked up and put it on our TikTok. Yeah, I know, right? That's the video that we need. Uh, yeah, I know that we have a lot of fans in the community, in our community, that are excited about Republic Commando. You know even what, though dude? it is a port, you know? Uh, yeah, and port, and let's be real, I would play the trailer if we didn't already have one tech issue today, so I think we've we've used up our graces <laughs> of tech fuck-ups. I'm not going to play it, but if you look at the trailer, it, it is... They have cleaned up the polygons as much as they can without completely rewriting the game. I mean, it, yeah, it, 
and Nick, I know you've seen this in some of the the later fight, like Final Fantasy Nine. I just one of these days I threw up on the Xbox because I was waiting for lunch or something to be cooked. And, and you can tell it's like they they make those characters <laughs> as vibrant and as uh, a resolution correct <laughs> as they can, and then yeah. everything else stays in its old generation look. Like uh, in Final Fantasy Nine, all the all the character sprites look fantastic. Uh, and then your st- environment looks like right, and then, yeah, and garbage. then it looks like they're they're walking on like poop water and stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Republic Commando, it's kind of the same thing. Like all the characters look as as good as they can look, still using very defined polygons <laughs> to form the characters' bodies. I mean, if you're if you're on the live stream, look at the look at look at the graphic. I mean, you can see. The angles in the clone's helmet still. Yeah. All right. I mean, this is an old game. Okay. Uh, but they did. I mean, for for the Switch, they have definitely uh, touched it up. But it is mm-hmm. kind of, you know, putting lipstick on a pig type of thing. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I feel two ways about this. It's nice that we're getting all these ports because it is like, in my opinion, ports and remakes are a great way to introduce you know, younger fans to games that were so iconic back in the yeah, day, yep. you know, this game and then the, the, the full remake slash remaster of Knights of the Old Republic and the Jedi Knight game, stuff like that. It's great that these games are now being shown to a new audience of kids, but I don't want, I hope, I, and, and I don't know. So I, that's what I'm saying. I hope, I hope <laughs> that doing these types of things isn't taking away resources that could be used for, new experiences new games that yeah. that could redefine the star wars landscape as it is, as we know it now and you know realistically like a port probably doesn't cost all that much money like you said you're just kind of cleaning up these the main characters and and not making it look like it was made 15 20 years ago and, just- and dude at this point i guarantee you one of these geniuses ha- has just written a- an ai program that says here's this game it was from X years. Do what you can. Yeah, and it goes through it and it, it, it upreses the textures in like a batch job, and you know yeah. maybe maybe a few hours later, it's like it spits out the file. Like here you go. Yeah, and I mean a lot of the times too is like you know this this Republic Commando port is is oftentimes what happens to a game after it's released on Steam, and they open up you know the Steam Workshop to it. You'll have people that go in and make HD, you know, texture packs that you can download and install and then bang, you got HD textures. And, you know, they, they kind of do a, a port slash up res as a community. Um, so and they have no development resources. So if that's all it takes, it's just, you know, just redo some textures, kind of clean up a few edges, then I, I'm sure that it's not pulling away too much. But I. I want to see more new games of and course, not of course. as many old games just getting the the buff the buff up kind of. Well, Nick, I, I couldn't help myself. Like a little kid being told not to do something, I, I had to hit play on the video. <laughs> so. And this is why nobody can hear it now. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but hey, look, we're, we're still we can still hear. So that that made me yeah. feel. I feel like I uh, I broke through a barrier, if you will. Yeah, I've been I've been scared to play ever since that one day where I hit. I like fat fingered a mute button on a YouTube video and it just blew the entire fucking show up. Yeah, so. <laughs> we were just like nuclear bomb. We had no idea what happened. I'll tell you what, though, dude, and I, I'm, I'm with you 100 percent like new, 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 new. Just give uh, Ubisoft massive all the resources to this point because they're the only ones really talking about something new. 
that sounds like it's checking off a lot of our desires, right? Open yes. world, blah, 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 maybe set in the Mandalorian. Yep. But this this one in particular, because it is a game that I only played once when it first came out, I do think I will grab this for the Switch. For the Switch, because, I mean, it makes mm. the most sense to me on a Switch. Mobile it, car rides, if we ever go anywhere again, I may be headed out to the beach in May just to get a change of sceneries. No, I'm not Texas. I understand we're all still fucked. 60,000 60, cases a day still isn't anything to write home about or be proud about or feel good about. Uh, but I, I know how to keep myself and my family safe. It's, it's not fucking rocket science a year into this. But... I do think this game on a Switch is the way to go. I, I wouldn't do it for PS4. Unless yeah. you're a big PS4 remote player, but even then, you're you're still dealing with uh, connection lag issues. The Switch, you can bring it with you. You can throw it on a big TV if you want to. I just think that mobile platform is is very well suited for these port type of games, as long as they keep them at reasonable prices. And I'm I'm talking. I still think for me it would have to be a 9.99. Yeah, like uh, 10 to 15. Yeah, fifteen. Like I could probably twenty. Nah, we're we're twenty. Yeah. We're getting a little. That's a little too much. I was gonna say for twenty bucks, it's like this game is so old, and what you've done to it doesn't really justify twenty dollars. Like, right? I don't know. We'll we'll see. There's been no price point announced for it yet. Um, PS4 Switch on April sixth. Um, so you can you can keep an eye out there. So that means we're a little bit over a month away. Um, I'm not sure. So like if you have a PS5 and you don't have a PS4, I don't know how that functionality would work because it seems like most PS4 games you can play on a PS5, but I don't know how that would work with a ported yeah, game I would, like this. I would think as long as it shows up in the store on your 5, you're probably good to go. Otherwise, yeah. you may not want to fuck with it. Or if you're an asshole like me and you leave all your consoles hooked up, old and new, you probably yeah. have a PS4 laying around doing yeah, you nothing. you still got it. <laughs> do you do you do that too or no. do you just year four well I, i'm someone that i'm a i'm audio and video file ish big time it, well not big time it, it's kind of getting less intense yeah uh, but i've i've always been an av receiver guy uh, I, I everything routes through my receiver so i know i'm getting the best sound a game can put out be it atmos dtsx whatever uh, i don't by, but by doing that, I, I also get a shit ton of HDMI ports. So, I mean, yeah. I, I think I have seven or eight on my current Ankyo unit, <laughs> which if you're not like me, and you, you buy a lot of gear, a lot of devices for your TV, it, it comes in handy. They're all filled up. I mean, I got like those retro consoles up there, the, the Switch, uh, Xbox Series X, you got ps4 with the psvr you got the ps5 you got an apple tv you got an nvidia shield running my fucking plex uh, library i mean it, it's crazy no yeah for me i actually gave my my playstation 4 to my little cousin after i got my ps5 so i don't even have it so did you, right sell, now, did you I, make him buy it or did you just give it to him i think it was like his mom so what happened was like you know his his parents are separated and his dad is an asshole and he wouldn't let the kid take the ps4 between the two houses Got so it. his mom was like look i'll just give you like do you have a ps4 are you willing to sell it i was like yeah just give me like i think i don't remember how much it was but it was it was minimal okay good good so i was like here you, know, you go kids you need to know that the shit yeah. costs money okay, yeah good. so 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 he has mine now 
So all I have is the PS5, Xbox One S, and then the the Switch. But for me, like if I'm, I I don't have like a receiver or anything like that. I'm not really a huge sound person. If anything, I'll buy a headset that is cross compatible with all of them. Yeah. And then that'll be my audio fidelity type of situation there. I used to be the type of person who would try to keep all the old consoles. And then I realized that it's just like too much storage there. Like there is a one in a hundred chance. I mean, like, and, and here's the thing too, is like, like a lot of the times, like you see people like, Oh my God, you have an original NES. You have a, like the only old console I have now is a Dreamcast, And Ooh, like, but, Oh, that's the one I don't have. Uh, and I'm jealous, yeah, dude. Exactly. That's the only reason I keep it is because Dreamcast was such a, it was so limited in in comparison to how a did lot you, of the yeah. How now. did you get that? Because you you would have been just a I had it high when I was schooler. A, yeah, no, I had it when I was at that age, and I just kept it. Your parents so I didn't, were able I didn't, to find it and get it for you at that big big deal price and all that. Or? So I I got it from one of my friends. So one of my friends had had a uh, a Dreamcast, and he was like, "Hey, I got he got a PS2, and he didn't want it anymore." So he's like, do you want the Dreamcast? Virtual Fighters. Yeah. I was like, fuck yeah, I'll take the Dreamcast. And I just kept it ever since. That is Um, one that that definitely got away from me. I never had the N64, but as Nick was saying, I am one of those assholes that has kept a lot of my consoles for nostalgia's sake. And he's completely right. It's fucking waste of space. I'll do nothing with them, but I feel better as a person. Knowing that (laughs) you got it. Knowing I've got the NES, the Genesis... It PS1. gives you cred. It's like that that, yeah. that street cred, you know. PS one, I fucking got rid of my PS two, so I fucked that era up. I've got my my original Xbox. I've got multiple three sixties because I was a jerk off by that point in time. <laughs> where I like I had portable I had Xboxes that I would take with me on trips just for to take. Yeah. Like in in a fucking suitcase, and the suitcase had a TV built into it. Like that that's how fucking hardcore I used to be. Nah, see, like uh, at this point, it's I basically either trade in or get rid of the generation before like sell it the generation well yeah i I have um and i got a lot of consoles when i was in the gaming thing i mean i got the xbox one x sent to me for free the s um not the s but anyways i've been doing what you're doing and my nephews all uh be like hey here's a christmas gift and just the only one yeah the only the only things that i would consider keeping are like Ones that are considered like rare, but now no consoles are rare. No, Every console no. sells a hundred million units. Right. Every console is so saturated that they sell multiple consoles units. Consoles are of really each one. they're really only worth crazy money when they first come out. They're they're almost exactly. opposite of collectibles because collectibles you have a set amount, you buy that pool. If you got one of the limited pieces, great. They're never going to be made again. Consoles they start out in limited quantities and then they scale up. Yeah, to, like uh, right now, production. we could sell our PS5 for over market value because you still. still can't get one. Oh, of course, of course, you still can't get one. But until like after the the stock, you know, the 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 supply meets the demand, the, it's, there's it's no nothing. point in like or or all, you know these assholes, Nick. Within a year or two, be like, oh, this is the PS5 Neo. Yeah, it, exactly. It's you got a battery compartment on its back and we're like yeah. what the fuck but we'll i gotta get, get it PS5 it's new pro and all exactly these thank shit, you so. you know I but, mean, uh, it, it, yeah but that's why i get in like people are like i don't know why you always get the first console and the reason i do it is because 
I get the first console, I have it for two years, and then when they release the updated one, I don't feel bad about like, okay, well, yeah. I had this one for two years, now I can get the updated one. So Yeah, and if GameStop's still around, they'll give you $20 for your, yeah, exactly. your old console. As you, if well, you I'm trade a GameStop shareholder, so I That's have right. one, one share of GameStop. That's right. Did, did and you it attend, actually, did so you attend it, it, the shareholders what, meeting? I did not, but it went bad. The stock went back up over the weekend, so I had three shares and I sold two of them. <laughs> so I, I'm just holding on to one. Oh, dude, the markets are all fucked up. I mean, yeah, crypto like almost hit sixty, and then people start turning the lights off on that. Now it, it almost crashed down to the low forties again. The stock market has been dick the past two weeks. Yeah, it's all a gamble, my friends. Don't don't let anyone ever try to tell you that the economy is based on the stock market or the stock market is anything but a casino because yeah, that's all it is. is. It's a fucking casino, unless a- you have a guaranteed rate of return. You're gambling. Yeah. It's all a joke. So anyway, Republic Commando port this April 6th for PS4 and Switch. Get ready for it if you're one of those console owners. Uh, if you're not and you have a PC, you can download it on Steam. Well, it's I guess probably like five the, one, the one upside of PS4, especially if you're someone that used to be like me, if you're into trophy hunting or achievement hunting, you are going to get a new set of trophies, set of trophies. which I think that, that's pretty fucking cool. I mean, that, that, that'd definitely be uh, a, a selling point for the PS4 version over Switch, because even to this day, it's not nearly what it used to be. But I'll tell you what, when I do something in the game and that little thing pops up like the poop, I, yeah. I do feel like I've achieved something in life. And I smile yeah. a little bit and go, hey, I mean, dude, I was so into achievements on the 360 to this day. My my chat notification is the Xbox 360 uh, achievement notification Blade, yeah. sound. Yeah, like okay. that. Yeah, hardcore. Nice, hardcore. nice. I used to think that that actually meant something when you had a lot of gamer score. Like, like yeah, like, bitch, I'm the best. Oh, dude, when I rolled 100,000, I was like, yeah, motherfuckers, 100,000 gamer score. And no one's clapping for me. I'm like, what? What? Dude, they Come used on. to, like Xbox, used, but they used to do shit for that. Like if... If you hit like a X amount of gamer score, they would send you like a plaque or some shit like that. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, know, achievement they, hunting. There, there's a few people that that jumped on it and turned it into careers via YouTube channels or yeah, like Rooster uh, Teeth has the entire exactly. their entire achievement hunter wing. That, it was like, huge, man. Was like, I mean, I, I would, every on. new game. I mean, my game buying habits were regulated by achievements for probably two or three years i'd go rent fucking dumb games if they're like oh yeah you, you can get a thousand uh, achievement score in 10 minutes yeah uh, I, I think it was like one of the first nba games that where they didn't have achievements figured out yet they're like oh yeah if you make a three-point shot 500 points it's like, <laughs> great easy or, or lining up like hey nick you want to meet online at three all right we'd meet up be like okay i'll stand in the middle of the arena you come up and you punch me in the face five times with that <laughs> weapon and then i'll do it I mean, it was so fucking slapdicky, yeah, but i loved I- it <laughs> <laughs> I remember doing shit like that. Like, yeah, like oh yeah, just, you would just like you would literally just go online. It's like, oh, this is easy. We can get this achievement real. Yeah, real we, quick, it, was, it was called boosting, right? It was yeah, achievement yeah. boosting. All right. All so right. there you go, Republic Command. I, I think I might check it out, but it releases what a couple days after Outriders and after yes. my little spiel on that. I, I don't think I'll be getting yeah, it right Matt's away. Yeah, that's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be the addiction zone again for Matt, just like Ghost. He's gonna be in it. He's gonna be. He's gonna buy his own suit of armor. He's going to be hiding under his desk. Oh, my God. They got the fucking guys right by me. 
you better you better watch out. So, <laughs> um, uh, but I, I do I, I plan to at least put it on my Nintendo watch list because uh, you know it it'll, it'll eventually hit a, a nine ninety nine or like a six ninety nine sale. That'll be the time where you know my my willpower will weaken and I'll be like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, let's here get we it. go. Uh, one more piece of game news before we jump into uh, the rest of our news pieces here. And this is uh, this is a bit of your arena, Matt. You're a big VR yeah, guy. All right. so. and, and I'll tell you what. I, I know, Nick, you're probably laughing at this one. And I, I was literally. I was like, really? This fuck? <laughs> yeah. You're like, this guy just wasted effort on posting this when he could have posted something that he told me to post instead. I, I know. I know the conversations Nick has. Anytime I send him a slack, he's like, fuck. Fucking idiot! Look at he's posting about Star Wars pinball VR, and I gotta write this shit up about Erdina's whatever her name is. Uh, but 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 anyways, I, I'm not I'm not totally fucking around on Star Wars pinball VR. I'm not kidding. Like I I like virtual reality. Uh, in spurts, uh, I mean, you, you got my thoughts on Squadrons a few months back. I think it was one of the most uh, expertly done flying VR experiences I've ever had. And it was star Wars. So that was just the extra cherry on top. Uh, but we got an announcement from Zen studios that they, they make all the digital pinball games. And I don't know if people are in the digital pinball. I've, I've played the, the standard star Wars pinball and it's fun. I mean, it's pinball, but in digital form as someone who grew up with real arcades, it's that, that has never translated for me playing on a table versus playing yeah, digital I had, pinball. That's the reason that I can't get into this shit is because like I had a pinball machine in my garage. Like my dad okay. bought a a busted Kiss pinball machine, so it was like the official yeah. Kiss pinball like tape. I like, got my machine, out. and he fucking he he fixed it, and we would play. We would literally go in our garage. He he rigged it to where you didn't need quarters. You just hit the the free play Fuck button. Yeah, dude. And we would just sit there for hours. Bang, 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 bang. And like we would literally like we would rack up scores that you couldn't even imagine. Like it was insane. It was so fun. But and that's why I could never get into like I, and the, I, the, the I, I digital get you, man. Stuff. It's 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 why I preface it that way. It it is weird to play digital pinball, even though it's 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 they are technically fun i guess is what i'm trying to say <laughs> it just it's not even remotely the same as playing practical pinball and and it, it depends on when you were born if you give a fuck about that or not but as nick just kind of proved my point if you grew up playing real pinball sometimes these uh digital pinballs just don't quite scratch yeah, that you, itch you want that you. you want to be able to like you know give the machine a pop to get the ball to jump over the way you oh, want yeah, it to without tilting it yeah you, yeah, you, yeah you always had to figure out how to slap it a little bit before yeah. uh the, the machine would tilt out and just stop uh-huh i don't dude I, I that's funny you had that because i um i grew up next to somebody my, my buddy bardo who works on stern now his dad ran a bar and i, I don't know if they would come from there or whatever but he would have literal arcade cabinets like wow. not not okay. not the one-up shit that we can get now which uh, don't get me wrong i think what one-up has done for arcade machines and I, i'm assuming they just jam in android emulators yeah. into them but you could buy the mk cabinet the street fighter cabinets the marvel vs. capcom tmnt simpsons fucking great stuff but i'm talking 1980s legit arcade cabinets the big fucking ones that you don't have to put on risers yeah but like nick was saying i there was something about playing an arcade machine in someone's house and being able to open the the money 
door. <laughs> and and, and I, it sounds like your dad just programmed it not to accept money. We'd actually yeah. open it and we'd flick the little arm that counted the quarters coming in. <laughs> and we'd be like, yeah, look at all these credits. Like, Because <laughs> the game he had, it was, it was Pleadies, which is, is kind of like uh, uh, Space Invaders, I guess, but not Space okay. Invaders, where you had a ship and you had to shoot things coming down at you. Yeah. But the amount of fun we had playing on an actual arcade cabinet and for free, I think the key was being able to do it for free. Yeah. Either like Nick said, the, the press start or getting in there and, and jerking off the, the quarter arm. <laughs> Man, those were the days of gaming. It really does. Like it's it's hard to beat that. Once you have that tactile sensation and like just like you mentioned too, like when when arcades were still a thing, it was so different because like, yeah, you Put your quarter up there. I got next. I loved remember it. Loved you know, it. The, the Street Fighter, the Fuck Mortal yeah. Kombat Fuck arcade yeah. cabinets and stuff like that. Even like I even played like the original trilogy, like arcade game for Star Wars, where you're like sitting in a seat and you're like, you know, going back and forth. You're doing the, the trench run. You're fighting Vader and all this shit. Nick, like, it was, it's, it's literally called Star Wars Trilogy. And yeah. that is one of the best Star Wars arcade games ever. Uh, they, mm-hmm. They've created some modern takes on it where it feels a little more virtual. There's like a wraparound screen, but oh, wow. kind of the same idea. But the one you're talking about, I, I would love to have that sitting in my basement, sitting outside. Cause you know, you, you fly, you use a joystick for lightsabers, yeah. you fight Boba Fett at, at the Sarlacc pit. Uh, but man, arcades were just something else. And it, it is something that, you know, it, it, they're pretty much gone. Yeah, it's, it's what, I think what's going to end up happening and they started to they're starting to pop up in certain cities like these barcades. I'm sure that you have some in, in Ohio um, around you, but like it's it, it's literally turned into like people of our age here. You can go, you can play arcade games and you can get drunk. And that is that was the or way is it actual it. cabinets or, or no, or, it's or some tables have consoles and controllers because I've seen that, too, where, you know, tables will have modern stuff, but. No, the ones that I, around here, the ones that I'm aware of, they're all like, I don't know if they're vintage cabinets or if they are the one up cabinets, but they're they're arcade cabinets. You go there and you just play and you can get beer, you get whatever drinks you want. Look, look at young Liam, like a Dave and Buster's. Yeah, sort of. But kind Liam, of like a Liam Dave and back Buster's. in the day when kind we were like little kids or, or me in particular, because, you know, Nick, Nick's still almost a 90s baby. <laughs> but Almost. we literally had things just called the arcade <laughs> and it was nothing but arcade machines skee ball things to win tickets and then redeem those tickets for shitty prizes there was no food there was no drinks you just came in with your rolls of quarters like i did or your dollar bills from your parents and tried to cash mm-hmm. them out and, yeah. and that you you got your tokens right because a lot of places you couldn't they didn't even give you quarters they right. gave you tokens you had yeah. to uh, cash in your cash for tokens to use on the machines it, it, it was just a, a gaming experience that uh, probably will never be recaptured i know a lot of beaches and or boardwalks maintain the arcades which you know uh, my family and i we love to do when we go out to rehoboth or ocean city but it just is man i, I can't tell you how many saturdays uh my buddies and i'd be like hey mom hey mom we saved up ten dollars a quarters. Can you take us to Ross Park Mall? And she'd be like, "All right, drive us to Ross Park Mall." And she'd be like, "Okay, I'll be back in three hours or whatever." Dude, like, that was okay. that was the shit, man. That was the shit. And it's like, like Nick you said, would... you'd have to if someone if two people are playing Mortal Kombat, 
Winner stays, loser pays. You'd come up, you, you'd slap your quarter and be like, got next. Whoever lost would have to leave unless they already had a quarter pre-placed. And you'd play the winner. If you won, you stay on the machine till someone beat you off. That yeah. didn't sound great, especially for <laughs> little kids. I did not get beat off by older men in the arcade. It just, uh, you know, the, the, the English didn't come out properly that yeah, time. <laughs> until somebody defeats you. Until you're felled in battle. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... I can see why these games are popular, though. I can see why these these pinball, digital pinball versions, these VR versions are popular well, because that, it does try to recapture there that. There you go. Feeling. There you go. And that is honestly that that's the main reason I ran this. I, I, I do like I, I guess you could call me a VR enthusiast. Uh, I'm not going to push it on anyone. It, it definitely has kind of pittered out like we all knew it would because of software. Yeah, look, the chat's going crazy. I love it. People mm-hmm. bringing up memories. Chuck E. Cheese was another one. Yep. I mean, yeah, they had those creepy-ass uh, animatronic, uh, the band, like, eh, 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 and yeah. the pizza. But it's the same idea. Go to Chuck E. Cheese, play skee-ball, get your tokens, try to win the, a, a cheap piece of shitty plastic toy from China. But you loved it. Uh, but it was, the, it was the Mortal Kombat's, the Street Fighters, and really... That was the root of competitive gaming. It came from the arcades. Mm. And it's why arcades are dead now, because we can all just all do it from the comfort of our home. Yeah, uh, but, but back to the point here, we, we got to put this VR story to bed. I didn't think we'd get this many legs out of it, but, but here we go. As Nick just said, I do think pinball and VR can get closer to that arcade experience. Because if you watch the trailer that we put out on StarWarsTime.net for Star Wars Pinball VR, you're going to be there. You're going to be standing at a table. I would assume if you're using the PS Move, you'd use both of the uh, dildo controllers. And I, I bet if you tap on a button, it vibrates to give you some sort of haptic feedback. I don't know, like Nick said, if we could reach out and grab the table and try to shake it to, <laughs> to, get the, to manipulate the ball's roll. Uh, but that that's would be different for digital pinball. They've mm-hmm. also added mini games that are going to incorporate VR stuff like piloting a speeder bike through a level. Um, it, they give you a digital space to, for nuts like us, collect stuff and display it like Grogu dolls or uh, trophies for this or medals for that or other little figures and knickknacks that you can collect in a virtual space. So I while I don't think Star Wars pinball VR is going to... Uh, light the world on fire or resurrect the medium and be the next must play like it's not going to sell hardware uh but i i do think for uh the right price if you've already got the equipment it could be an interesting way to consume digital pinball that just so happens to be themed after that galaxy from far far away yeah yeah, I think I appreciate it. And if it's if it's at the right price for the game, then I could see, you know, picking this up. If you like you said, if you already have the hardware, this being a really fun journey, especially for older fans like us who are who are, you know, who played original cabinets and stuff like that. This, this could be really fun. Um, I will say, Matt, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, we were talking about an initial like right when the PS5 released and, and talking about VR. But the PS5 will have its own VR yeah, headset, I actually, and I think it's going to be Oculus developing it. It's still going to be um, corded, though. Oh, it's still corded? Uh, Which is just 
fucking just ridiculous ridiculous because yeah. i mean I'm, I'm still friends with a guy at sony and he he told me that like a couple weeks ago when it was still the official press release so i'm not like oh i had an inside scoop i'm not one of those yeah. people but yeah I, I i i'm pretty sure it's still gonna be fucking cabled and, and that just dumbfounds me it's like yeah i mean especially why? like i because when i saw it like Sony put out their announcement, like VR's coming to PS5, don't worry. They didn't give any specifics, but then Oculus like retweeted it or quoted the tweet and they were like, oh yeah, super hyped about this. So I like in huh. my head, I was like, maybe yeah. Oculus is working with them to develop right. the tech. It's either that or they're they're pretending that they want their competitors to do well, but they're really just jumping on the kind of the 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 PR boost right like hey maybe yeah. we can get mixed up in this announcement and get 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 some Oculus verbiage out there yeah exactly so uh, no um, if, if it were me this game is ideal fuck any virtual reality game is ideal for the Quest one or two because they're standalone yeah. no no cables you get the controllers and the headset that's it I'm assuming the games are loaded right on board the headset and, and you're yeah. off to the races. But yeah, that, that did bum me out. PS5 is going to get its own PSVR, but it will still have one cable. And they were proud of that. They're like, and one it's cable. only going to have one cable. And I'm going, fuck you. <laughs> like one yeah. cable is one cable too many. Yeah, I guess it's like because your games aren't on board the headset, like that lag between... Like the the you know the the data sharing the Bluetooth right. data sharing between the the headset and the in the console would probably just make it really awkward probably really laggy uh, yeah it was, uh, it, I guess it made my my decision of of not adopting future PlayStation VR tech easier though so yeah. I guess I can thank them for that yeah I will say I mean like now that I'm making a little bit more money like the the Quest like you mentioned the the non-tethered headsets may be something that I could mess around with in the future because Total. it does give you that that freedom of movement. Yes. You know, you can you can you're not bound to one area and I don't honestly, have to worry about pulling shit off a wall. You're getting the better games first. I mean, it's they pretty much developed the hard the hardcore VR now for Quest. And then it might port down to psvr kind of like vader or mortal did i mean it took almost a year to get that on psvr uh the, the new star wars game coming out like the the batu one or whatever the fuck it is with c3po that i believe is only quest to start okay uh, so yeah i would i definitely you, you got money burning a hole in your pocket don't <laughs> don't do one that that requires anything to plug in anywhere yeah, that, that's I, that's my. I mean, my unless it's like some target. sort of sex toy attachment that, that <laughs> I can use for vir virtual porn, I don't want any fucking cables in my virtual reality. Yeah, no, definitely agree. So uh, we'll see. I just paid off my Amazon credit card in full after I got my paycheck yesterday. So, booyah! So now I got some spending room there. <laughs> I might be able to put one of these on the credit card. But uh, yeah, there, you, there you go. Is it, is it like a an actual Prime card where you can get the their their twelve month financing and all that yep. shit? Oh yep. yeah, we we've got sure. one of those, dude. We just we treat it like it's not even real money. <laughs> I, this past year, I think we've given Amazon, and I'm not fucking around between groceries and just other shit we didn't feel like leaving for uh, six thousand dollars, seven thousand yeah. dollars. Because Dude, that no, card, like you, you put that card in there, you're like, yeah, just keep it on that. We'll keep earning points. Look, we spent $2,000 and we got 50 points back. Yeah, what a deal. 
Now oh, we can yeah, spend dude. those points on more Amazon shit. So it's yeah, just exactly. That's the only thing Amazon. you can use it for. Yeah, it's not like another credit. It's not like a uh, like a different travel card where it's like, oh, I spent all this money. Now I can save money on a trip that I could travel to. No, it's like nope. I spent all this money on Amazon and now I can spend more money on Amazon. On Amazon. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I'm a big proponent of of programs that offer no interest points. for a set period of time. Yeah it's it's gotten me through every big tv purchase whether i had the money or not uh these days thankfully i probably could just buy some of these tvs but e- even the one i just got the samsung qat i rolled the best buy i'm like yeah man throw it on my co- throw it on my best buy card I, yeah. I know i'll get the 18 month no interest no big deal i'll just you know make 200 payments, payments a month yeah. it, it really is it, it's a good way you know don't don't get me in trouble here young liam <laughs> It's a good way to learn how to use credit wisely. No, it really is. Because it, it teaches you how to make recurring payments at a set value that you know you always have to hit. And it can get you some of these bigger boy and girl toys that you may not have the cash to just go out and be like, hey, here's $3,000. Liam $3, gets all of this free from TikTok now. I, all I he's got to do I is call forgetting. his TikTok account manager. He says, hey... <laughs> I, I need an Oculus right. Quest 2 for Pick my up. n- upcoming video. Can you With, send me it, that? At the end, he says, and my fucking name better be inscribed on yeah, it or I'm returning to right send it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Liam says that everything's turning into Ready Player One. Soon we'll, we'll, it will be like that. I like hope soon so. Soon everybody will be living in, in the oasis. I, I, would, <laughs> I mean, let's be real. That would be fucking awesome. I, I love... Yeah. I love that movie. I know people are like, oh, it's just We visuals, just watched no it like story. two weeks ago. We it's saw it in the theaters movie. too, but yeah, no, it's, it's a, good. I like it's it. a damn good movie. I mean, I guess I should have read the book because it's from a guy that I think lives in Columbus or lived he in was, Ohio. I mean, it's he lives in, in Columbus now. Yeah, right. He lives right. In but Austin I think he's, he's from where I'm at, moved to where Nick's so. at. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know there's a sequel coming too, or at least the book. The sequel the is, book out. is out. Taylor read it already. Taylor reads shit like she is on the new releases and she really here's the thing like she she has no like geek knowledge or cred so like she read the first book without having before we started dating like long before and like after we started dating like i exposed her to all of this stuff star wars was she like yeah who who is jaws or who yeah she like who's king kong so literally she told me she's like oh like after we started dating i finally got some of the references in the book (laughs) And like she read the new one and she's like, there's still stuff in there that I don't get because it's like the new one is way more focused on like video game culture than the first one was. So like and she's still really like she doesn't play video games a lot. We've tried a few things like Overcooked. I don't know if you've ever played that. Like we played that a little bit, but like she just can't get into the video game space. what, What Nick is saying is his his lady love uses her time wisely to culture herself and yeah. make herself a better person not to sit around and debate for four hours a week on science fiction properties yeah exactly like she, she's not a degenerate like taylor uh, is a highly need, functioning yeah we, we need them all we need all types we need we need nudniks like you and i that waste life on <laughs> pop culture shit that means nothing in the grand scheme of things and we need people to actually uh you know wipe our asses for us and and pay attention to real life yeah, uh, yeah. but anyways star wars pinball vr look for it april 29 it's not uh, platform exclusive it's oculus quest one and two playstation vr and steam vr indeed all right so now we're out of the video game realm people we're moving into some real news some potentially real news some probably fake news 
And then we're going to get into our fan segment. And the first piece that we got up here for the real news is the bad batch release date. So when we initially put this out, we put it out as a leak because Collider initially threw up an article and they're like, Disney has announced that the bad batch is coming right. out Tuesday, they, May 4th. They definitely jumped the gun. because, yeah. And this goes to show you how aloof Nick and I are. Apparently last Wednesday or Tuesday was like some Star Wars fan celebration day. <laughs> where where they Dude, made this announcement official and they announced some of the toys we're going to talk about. But yeah, um, we, we were not on top of fan yeah. celebration day. We, we missed <laughs> out on that, but they definitely, so Collider put it out early. This is, they probably got the PR announcement from Disney with the, right. with the NDA saying like, Hey, don't release this until this time. And Collider jumped out. But then yeah. shortly after the official star Wars came out and they were like, yes, May the 4th Disney plus of star Wars day your bad batch is going to be up and ready to go start streaming so you're not it's going to be just like every other disney plus release it's going to be episodic so you're not going to get the whole thing right up front um but we're going to get it's here may may the 4th be may with 4th, you and that is a i mean obviously a, i would assume it's going to move to a friday cadence but just so everyone knows may the 4th is, is a, a third it's going to be a star wars time show show day and no, mm-hmm. no one should expect us to do anything special. Okay. Yeah. I want, I want to is, put that out there right now. <laughs> I mean, we, we will. We suck at that type of stuff. Like I said, we missed fan celebration last week. You're for damn sure we're not going to do anything <laughs> special for May the 4th. Yeah. I mean, we, I don't know. If we think of it, Matt will have definitely watched the Bad Batch episode. I probably will have too, right before the show. Oh my God, you're right, live. dude. Holy shit. I'm thinking about that right now. That's you don't, gonna, I do not. Try to do the full breakdown and review before the show. You will drive yourself mad. I, <laughs> like, I, I will try my best, but it's not going to happen. I guess we, <laughs> we really need to figure out if it are we going to get two that week or do you think it's it will be. There's no way it's going to be Tuesdays. There's no way. No, D- no Disney's I made imagine. it clear. They're, they're a Friday shop, period. Yeah, they're, they're doing yeah. it with Marvel. Uh, and by the way, we should have we should have known this date. It's yeah. an easy pickup, but if you look at when uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier are going to kick off, which I think is coming up soon, yeah, and we've said fun. this before, Disney is never going to have any of its live-action shows uh, concurrently running at the same time. They're always uh, going to be yeah. staggered. So I, I believe... March 19th is Falcon There you go. And, and I think it's only six episodes, so... That final show, episode air date is April 23rd. There we so, go. Yeah. So we're so going to have like a week, a week, a week or two uh, of downtime, but that, that's what they're doing. I mean, WandaVision, I believe, ends this week. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll have yep. a couple weeks, like Nick said, then Captain or, or Winter Soldier, whatever the fuck it is, is going to kick off. And then Bad Batch. And then blah, blah. And then Blue, Blue. And then Blee, Blee. No, there is something coming in the in June or in July, I believe, too, on Disney+. Q2, Plus. yeah. Uh, so one of the Marvel ones. Yeah. Uh might be the Loki. All right, we got an update from the uh from the peanut gallery here. To that week is a plan, which which makes sense. It's how they did the Mandalorian season one. Remember, we got yes. like that special early drop on whatever special Star Wars fake holiday it was, and then it moved to its Friday date. Yeah. All right, so that's gonna be a fucking busy week for me. That's cool. <laughs> but hey. Bad Batch is here. It's coming. We finally know the date. And, and we know, I know, uh, I think we're going to get some great content. I think we're going to get some great revelations from it. I think it's going to fill in some of the gaps 
uh, with characters that have moved on into future shows like Rebels, Mando, Rangers, so on and so forth. Absolutely. Uh, we know Fennec's going to be introduced. Uh, there's a good chance we may find out Cody's fate. Remember, I'm thinking he could be that special commando yeah. or in that unit. Uh, I, I think we may even see some shit happen with ah- Ahsoka and Rex, even if it's just communication, like them checking in with the Bad Batch or needing to help the Bad Batch or vice versa. Because uh, we know they're going to be on Camino during the big Empire Day speech, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the other clones aren't quite going to jive with what the Bad Batch is thinking after that speech. So yeah. I, I think it's going to it's going to show us a lot of great stuff that we haven't known about. That's going to fill some gaps in, and it's really going to show at a at a ground level the absolute chaos that was taking place with the the clones in the galaxy as Palpatine transitioned from his fake war with the Separatists to taking over the galaxy as the emperor. Yeah. I think it's a perfect transitionary show from the clone wars era into the now imperial era. Um, and I'm sure like, you know, if this, if this goes on for a little bit, you may even get some, some, you know, mix ups with some potential, like some rebels characters. You could see Harrison Dula, you know, messing around with the bad batch a little bit, or, you know, you may get Kane and Jairus, um interacting with that the bad Grogu, batch and stuff like I mean that. you don't know we really yeah. I mean we know for a fact that Grogu was chilling during the In clone the wars yeah right? like he, so he was saved from the temple by somebody yeah, so. big big Amish and this is another one I know we've mentioned here uh Gregor and Wolf, Wolf need yes. need a little explanation we know how Rex made it out of the clone wars now but we don't exactly know how his two uh compatriots in that at TE how they got out. So, I mean, yeah. that, that could be uh, touched on this. Uh, like I said, a lot of stuff with, with Fennec. I mean, it seems like she's going to be kind of uh, the, the, the foil to bad batch, but we're going to get some backstory to a character who is going to be quite front and center these days in the live action universe, probably yeah. book of Boba, probably crossing back over in Mando. And I think Fennec also is suited well for the Rangers I show. Mean, if fuck, they choose we to may even get some Boba Fett in there. Like we yep. may get some real ass Boba Fett because yep. you would have to figure for Boba to save Fennec the way that he did. They, they had to know each other before. They had yeah, to have her, some her, her sort of legends. Yeah, sure. I, I agree. So uh, we could get some some young Boba, and there's a lot of good good possibilities that that can come from this show. And and like I said, it, it's the perfect connection point between Clone Wars and Rebels, like that eventual connection point where those two shows meet. Uh, so I'm excited about it. Uh, Star Wars keeps rolling. We got more content coming out all the time. So so Bad Batch is going to be another one where we're going to be heavily invested for a little bit. Yeah, I, I think this is another series where people, the angrier types. Yeah, they're going to roll, Probably rolled their eyes at like, oh, why are they doing the Bad Batch? Because I, I mean, don't, and they'll all rewrite history. But I remember last year at this time when the Clone Wars was, was going through its final season and the first four episodes were Bad Batch focused. Why do we have to start with these guys? <laughs> I mean, that's all I hear now from most Star Wars fans. It's just, it's, just, it's like, come on. I mean, what, what else you got to bitch about? Why does everything have to be a fucking issue? I know that some people have already come out and said, well, the, all the bad 
Bad Batch is, is is Disney replacing the Republic Commando Squad. You know, the that that group of clone characters that people, you know, attach themselves to in Republic wow. Commando. I mean, it's just like, come on. Those characters like, were just for the game. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I'm assuming they probably had a comic or a book here or there, but they, they weren't in, in, the, in the Clone Wars and all this fun stuff. Yeah. Who cares? Give it time. Let it breathe. I mean, yeah. these are the same people that probably hated Ahsoka Tano when she showed up with her little whiny voice in the movie. And now look <laughs> at how people hold Ahsoka. I mean, she yeah, is they're literally a the, goddess of Star Wars. So, I yeah. mean, come on. Just, just people let are shit saying play that out. She's the, the best character in Star Wars, period, which arguably that's a good, could, you know, be a good. She, she definitely has figured out how to Jedi better than any Jedi ever Jedi'd. Yeah, yeah. And and she's right. not a Jedi, so think about that. You know, <laughs> yeah. stick that in she's your pipe and smoke it. Pretty pretty good for herself. But uh Bad Batch release date, May fourth. If you guys are not on it, if you are one of the uh the people who are, you know, kind of cancel Disney Plus, renew Disney Plus, cancel Disney Plus, renew Disney Plus, uh get your renewal ready for two months from now because the Bad Batch content will be here. Yeah, and um, I, I mean, you got you got fucking Rambo in it. You, you got a guy yeah. that doesn't have all his marbles, but he's a big hulking skull. You got a guy that seems like he hates everybody. You got a tech guy, and then Echo. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I think there's a lot of a good, good stories. Dynamic. A lot of good like stories they, that come out of the Bad Batch. And again, they're to me, they are a they're the vehicle to fill in the gaps to to tell more stories about stuff we have known a little bit about, but now they're going to flesh it out. I, I think they're the the perfect device, the perfect group of characters uh, to show us more, us diehards more about what was going on at the end of the Clone Wars and how the Empire kind of took root um, without them being the main focus. I, I think yeah. about it. I think having them not be uh, Supermains or the Rexes or the Codys of the world will allow fans to kind of take a... Uh, a more uh, broad approach to the Bad Batch and really focus mm-hmm. on the world and the events taking place versus what is my favorite named clone going to do this week? Exactly. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a good way to get the macro sense of everything that's happening post Clone Wars. So uh, excited about it. Yeah, 10 it episodes probably. I guess we should have done some work. I'm assuming 10. Uh let me see if there's anything official. I mean, on D- it. Disney has no set cadence anymore. I mean, fucking WandaVision, it it starts out black and white, then it's color, then it's real timeline. There's nine episodes, not ten. I mean, it's like, what the fuck? I mean, Kenobi yeah. might be six episodes, Winter Soldier, six episodes. I mean, what is it, Disney? Can we just like yeah. get nice round of numbers? Eight, ten? I think it's just like they're they're probably to a certain degree letting the creators decide like hey what do you want season one do you want six do you want eight do you want ten because nine is just so random it is a (laughs) weird number and i don't know i don't know if bad batch is going to become a series i know it says original series but yeah i i guess it it it, i guess it it comes down to how far feloni wants to flesh them out and how far he wants to take that story past the fall of the republic i mean i will assume like I'm going to go with eight because that's been like kind of the sweet spot <laughs> so far. And who I don't think that we're ever going to get a 22 episode run no, series like yeah, you no got way. from like no old way. cable stuff no like way. that. No way. Like these are going to be very, I don't want to say limited, but they're going to be shorter runs, eight to 10, 22 minute long episodes. And then you, you also have flexibility within that. You can go 22 minutes. You can go 30. You can go 32. 
somewhere around there. So See, these, I'll, I'll I don't know. I, I'm sticking with just like Clone Wars season seven. I think these stay true to TV time for a cartoon. I 22. think 22 to 24. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what we're going to get. Okay. Uh, yeah yeah king kingdom of weird in the chat he's saying the bad batch are the clone wars versions of the teenage mutant ninja turtles he's not far off i mean no I, yeah I, it's it's like actually wrecker wrecker's kind of uh, the michelangelo right or, or would he be the Raphael? i think Wreck, he would wrecker's be, like the big guy like just let me I run think into be a the wall. michelangelo because he's kind of dumb too he doesn't take right, anything too I mean. seriously that's what i mean rafa is probably hunter right yeah yeah 100%. and then leo is tech now, Leo, Leo would be Hunter. Raph would be Crosshairs. Crosshair, yeah, okay. Yeah, because yeah, Crosshair, he's kind of like the angry loner type. And yeah. then, obviously, um, Don Donatello would be, would be the homeboy of tech or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good, good, good call. call, Kingdom of Weird. I agree. And I, I don't know. I dig him. I dig him. I, uh, and we'll be talking about one of them uh, down the road here. One of his action figures got teased and actually very, looks pretty cool. Yeah, very true. So, all right. Uh, Moving on to some not really, you know, new news, but this is a, a story from the writer of Rogue One, Gary Witta. Um, he he's a fun guy to follow on Twitter. If you if you like video games, if you like Star Wars, if you if you're okay with the occasional political commentary, Gary Witta is a fantastic follow. Um and he's what Nick out meant there. to say there, if you're right wing, you probably aren't gonna like yeah. Gary Witta. No, no. Gary is is very kind of <laughs> yeah. People like um, him seem to really trigger you, you, you. Yeah. Uh, right leaning individuals. Yeah, he's he's very left leaning in his political commentary. Uh, he lives in San Francisco. He's from the UK. Um, in terms of his Star Wars cred, he is like I said, he's a writer of Rogue One. He did writing on Star Wars Rebels, and then he also wrote other things. He wrote Book of Eli, which is that uh, movie with. Uh, Denzel Washington and yeah, he's got he, some decent credits huh yeah the walking dead as well so he's a he's a pretty pretty big he's, name he's been around he's been yeah. around so Gary was out uh, on Twitter having some fun and he posted up something where he essentially shared with all of his Twitter Twitter followers the other potential names for Rogue One um so this is an email so he, he sent out an email to Lucasfilm with what you know, names that him and his writing partner had come up with for the movie. And what we see, one of them is kind of a, a funny one, but on that funny one, I'd, I'd like to note on it when we get there. But first up, we see Star Wars Rebellion. Then we see Rogue One. Then we see Star Wars The Rise of Witta. And then Shadow of the Death Star was the other potential title. And um, he gives a little bit of background, a little bit of story uh, to why he fought for Rogue One over anything else. He said, uh, one argument I made in favor of Rogue One was a as a title was that all of the saga films have titles that are three or four words long, uh, true for all nine eventually. So a title comprised only of two, one or two words would help differentiate the first standalone movie. Hey, it's not wrong if you think about it. Yeah. And then what's funny is the, the rise of Witta they literally like shadowed that with the rise of Skywalker, because if he's proposing these titles for Rogue One, Rogue One released in what, 2016, that's three years before Rise released, and mm -hmm. that's pre-Colin leaving. So like this is even before JJ's on it. This is before the, the Rise of Skywalker title was even probably thought of so we can blame gary for getting that title yeah. into people's heads the that's, rise it's of all, something 
it's all Gary Witta's fault. Um, but what about what about these other titles? Do you think that any of these would have worked well in this space? Um, I I kind of like Rebellion. Yeah, it's it also has that that one word type of mantra he was mm-hmm. going for. That or kind of it, bang. Keep it less like, than three or four. Yeah, Star Wars yeah. Rebellion. I mean, let's be real. It's hard to think about other names when we know the name it was given because it is so damn perfect. It really is. Yeah. Rogue mm-hmm. One, Rogue One. It was just a, a simple call sign. Um, I don't know, Shadow of the Death Star. Shadow of the Death Star seems like he was reaching into like old canon. Oh yeah, it's for, very like, Shadow, Shadow of the, the Empire. Empire. That's what yeah. I mean. I mean, I I don't. I guess I don't mind that. I don't mind Shadow of the Death Star. Uh, but like I say, it's just it, it's Rogue One, so it's hard for my f- small brain to. So, potentially throughout exactly other it's on like there. it's yeah. such a well-made name it's it's to a lot of people the best disney uh, star wars product so far at least in movie form yeah, yeah. i don't know i is rogue one is so perfect yeah it's this was just one of those things that i saw across my twitter feed uh and I, I thought it was pretty interesting to see other things that they had come up with but apparently they didn't throw around a lot of names like you see four potential titles and one of them's a joke and disney was very quick to say like hey let's fucking roll with rogue one it sounds good and um the rest is history but and that that all comes technically from bodie right when they're yeah when they're taking rogue the, one signing taking off. that transport he he throws out the uh call sign there yeah yeah um so yeah if you're a fan of just like if you follow gary he's also posted some other behind the scenes stuff too like he posted a behind the scenes picture a couple weeks ago of chopper right next to like live action chopper right next to live action r2d2 on the set of rogue one which was really cool um he posted up a lot of other stuff like you know just kind of things that are around all the other projects that he works on and um, he's also very big into the the Twitch streaming. So if you guys like to watch Twitch streams, he streams very regularly. Uh, plays a lot of different games. Uh, Among Us, still play Fall Guys, lots of different kind of fun party game types of things. Um, but he is, he he's a very solid. That that seems to be the scene these days, isn't it? Like these games like Among Us and whatnot, where they're yeah. not. I wouldn't call them high-end or, or masterfully developed games, but they, they no. have some aspect to them, some community aspect to where they become a, a daily addiction. Oh, dude, it's just like it's a perfect reason for you to get online, especially with Among right. Us, to get online Cause, and cause just yell us, at like, your friends. Yeah, let me, let, me get, let me break it down and make sure I'm thinking about it correctly. But Among Us, essentially, you're all kind of placed in a level, but one of you is playing the bad guy, but no one, one or two. Yeah. Right. But no one else knows. And yeah. And you, your, your goal as the bad guy is what to make it to the end without getting caught or to fuck everyone to up. kill. So like in among us, you're trying to kill the crewmates. <laughs> so like you, you're, you're running around. Uh, Everybody has tasks to do. Basically right. like if you've ever played like werewolf or if you've ever played some of these like mafia games, um or even like the board game version would be like resistance or avalon or secret hitler or something like that so like everybody has tasks to do so they're running about the ship everybody's separated most of the time doing different tasks and then the the uh the imposter has to go around and kill every kill everybody (laughs) 
But what happens is, so like, like you're an imposter, you go up and you kill somebody, somebody else runs up and they see the body. So like they, they report the body and then there's like a big meeting of all the players and they're like, okay, well (laughs) I found the body over here and I saw, so like, I don't know if it's Matt, but like I saw Matt like around where the body was when I found it. So you have to try to like suss out like, okay, is like, who's the killers? And then each round you have the option to vote on somebody to like throw out the airlock to eject from the, so I mean, it's got a little you know. clue to it as well. Then, yeah, huh? exactly. Like you're like, okay, well, he was over here. Um, I know when I was over, when I was walking past, like I saw, I saw Liam. Liam was over in the security wing, and he was doing I this. Guess, so I, I guess think that could okay. be fun. That, that definitely sounds like it could be fun. I don't know. I just uh, shit happens when you have kids. A lot of people yeah. know that that have kids, you you lose a lot of free time. I'm sure I'll get it back when she gets older and literally doesn't even want me to be her butler anymore because that's that's basically what i am now i am i am daddy butler to a little almost five-year-old girl now and and i just do her bidding uh Mm -hmm. but uh, you know i I still i still like it i like being around there yesterday we did you know a clone wars binge uh but there'll be a time when i get some of this uh, free time back and hey maybe i'll spend spend it on toy photography or trying to kill my friends yeah eventually if we uh if we ever get around to potentially doing like Star Wars time show video game nights where like, you know, we'll, you know, where me and Matt play some video games, I think Among Us would be a fun one to do because it is just like you yelling at everybody <laughs> like you trying to con- if you're an imposter, you're trying to convince people that the other people are so they vote off the wrong people and then you end up win- it, w- it would be a fun time especially with this the group of degenerates so we and knowing knowing the way we function outside of the show on our discord we would play one night and then fucking hate each other and want to kill, us, <laughs> kill each other in real life it was <laughs> eventually it could come to that it could come to very serious hatred of other people uh, yeah, like, <laughs> fuck, man that nick really is a dickhead in real life that yeah fuck. fucking lied the whole time that other piece fuck. of shit with a snake yeah but uh all right so yeah that was just some fun uh potential titles for uh rogue one go give gary Wooda a follow on twitter at gary Wooda if you are a fan of his type of commentary our our Um, next one here is i don't know we we hesitated on this one because yeah i mean quite frankly talking about posts like this from sites like this just make me feel like an even bigger loser for having a star (laughs) wars site that no one pays attention to outside of Obviously, you you lovely 10 people that watch this live. Uh, but th- this came through leaks today from LRM Online, who has been known for uh, breaking shit that never actually breaks. So <laughs> uh, get out those big ass uh, grains of salt on this one here. Yeah. But this hey, is here's a the other big note, hedged bet, too. Yeah. This is also something that we more or less exactly said last week from our mm-hmm. own sources in quotes. And what we're talking about, this LRM group, they're out there saying that they somehow have an exclusive, yet here, here's where things get comical, <laughs> that Harrison Dula is going to replace Cara Dune on Rangers. Where, you know, Nick and I were like, hey, Hera, Rangers, we've been saying that from day one. So I, I don't really think this is a anything juicy. But, yeah. but here's, here's what we want to point out. We, we, not only do we like talking about these, because it, it does give us something to speculate on, but we like to educate other people in how to navigate the internet and the information you may come across. Uh, for example, even outside of this, last week I was getting hit, and I don't know if you were, Nick, on this post that George Lucas is back. George yeah. Lucas is back. He's writing for writing Star Wars. Writing and or, yeah. And I, I go, 
um, ha 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 ha. If it doesn't even make it to Reddit leaks, you're for damn sure it is the biggest piece of clickbait shit in the planet. So yeah. anytime you see something that may go, holy shit, that's crazy Star Wars news. <clears throat> go to Star Wars leaks first. If it's not there, it's not real. All right. Yeah. The, these and people, even some of the shit there is not real. So right. if you, you know that that is a good filter. <laughs> Exactly, because like, I, I this still is where think, fake shit lives. So right. if it's not even there, then you're good. That that's my point. But as Nick said, they they still let sites like LRM get stuff on here. Harrison Dula to replace Cara Dune on Rangers exclusive. Here's here's the best part. If it's an exclusive, my friends, and you're gonna lead with that, that's your title for clickbait. You should this should never be your opening sentence. Now remember, this is an exclusive. <laughs> it's an exclusive with a question mark. So I guess they do have that hedge. But here's the opening statement. Harrison Dula could be making her live... Harrison Dula could be making her live-action debut in Rangers of the New Republic. It's like, okay. Yeah. If it's an exclusive, yet you're using a qualifier of could be, what is so exclusive? Yeah, and you throw, you literally throw a question mark into your title. Yeah, it's like, come on. Exclusively, we are thinking about this. <laughs> but, uh, wait, I mean, wait, like Matt down said. Here. The oh, no, we got to go to the scoop. The scoop. the scoop. LRM sources over at Lucasfilm have told us that creatives are looking to bring in Harrison Dula as the bridge to connect the show to the Mandalorian universe. Blah, blah, blah. No shit, Sherlock. I, yeah. I mean, as I, as I started this topic... These two idiots you listen to, we've been, we've casted Harrison Dula for Rangers months ago. Literally when the, the show was first announced, we were like, this is the perfect opportunity to bring in characters like Hera and right. like the other, mem you know, Zeb and, and, and bring in some of these characters that we've seen and, and in and I other know we properties. Just, I, I know we just talked about recently, even after the Gina stuff, we're like, you know, Hera again, she has so many great roots so much potential for the show she's got her son they could they could maybe do some stuff with that uh it's just i don't know and what bothers me these people at lrm do not bother me don't don't get me wrong don't get me wrong they're doing what they got to do to stay alive and feel important we try to do it here we just suck at it what bothers me is that their content with all these hedged bets and qualifiers and, and poo flinging, they get traction. And yeah. we do not. That's a fucking problem in my mind. We're doing nothing different than what they're doing here. Like people could clip up our show and throw it up on Reddit and be like, look, their sources told them something. Makes sense. Sounds good. It's more speculation, but hey, fuck it. They said they have a source, so it must be a leak. Like that, that's where we're at. That, that's, that's what flies these days. Um, you know, some of these people may hit one out of 10, but is, is that worth getting a following? That's what I'm asking. Like, how do we get a fucking <laughs> following? Do we need to more lies, more clickbait, make shit up? It's yeah. that's Nick. I mean, I'm being real. That, that seems to be what flies on the internet. Every, these days. every thought that we have now just has to be a scoop or it has to be an yeah. exclusive or just it has to sensationalize be a everything. Cause like we, everything. Like, like you said, we thought about this and we talked about this at length 
months ago when this when this announcement when that Disney investors call first went off and we had our podcast after one of the first things we said about Rangers was it would be perfect to see Hera in here. It would be perfect to see some of these characters that could be alive, that could still be around in the Mandalorian timeline, make their way in through Rangers. And now it's just like, oh, it's a leak because we're saying we've even it. we've even started saying that we've heard from our sources yeah and it our still sources. doesn't catch on we're literally doing nothing different i mean yeah. i'll give it i think krt does have an inside person they just yeah. don't know how to deliver the information uh, they they get excited and, and they they spill the beans too quickly or they expand upon it too much i mean they, they've had a lot of misses i don't give a fuck what anyone said they've had a lot of misses their only hit at this point in time was that the bad batch was going to be a show and that, that's another thing that we all were kind of like yeah no shit they introduced them for four episodes. They're just yeah. going to throw them away at that point in time. Um, I don't know. But here, here's where things get crazy. It's just like, do these people even know Star Wars? So here's the <laughs> final paragraph. At the time of the Return of the Jedi, Hera has achieved the rank of captain. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> She's a fucking general by the end of Rebels, you nincompoops. Come on. If you're gonna if you're gonna make up leaks, at least dot all you know dot <laughs> dot those eyes and cross the T's. Don't hedge your bets. Don't say this is a leak and then open with could be. Yeah, that's what Nick and I do. <laughs> we, we speculate, so we're allowed to hedge shit. But guess what? Our speculation has turned out to be pretty damn good. Pretty close. Yeah. So what's the difference? Start taking what we say and just say we said their source said it and get it out there. We need traction. We need people to quote us. I mean, I, I, I lose sleep at night thinking about KRT literally is getting quoted in like the Hollywood Reporter and Deadline now. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, what, the how, fuck? what, what universe are we living in? <laughs> Harrison Doola to replace Cara Dune of Rangers of the New Republic? Question mark exclusive. Like, yeah. what the fuck does that mean? And just like for like to put it out there is my perspective as well. Like, I don't think that Hera one. I think that Hera was going to be in the show regardless of what happened with Gina before, like now. So I don't think that there's a replacement happening at all here. I just think that Hera was yes. gonna be, is going to be in the show and there is no replacement for Kara. It's just that that character was already there and now these people are saying that they're replacing it. So you hit on the firestorm that's around the Kara Dune issue. And, 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 and honestly, I there's a part of me, I would still rather see Hera's story continued in animation form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but she is primed for live action. She's primed for what John and Dave are doing, and this is why I'm glad I've I've gone through and I'm rewatch I rewatch Rebels. Now I'm doing the 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 chrono of Clone Wars. It's it's very good studying, if you will, preparation for all these shows that are about to happen. Because I I we we just got through the first three Mandalore episodes from Clone Wars, and again it it. It's showing you where these shows can go, material they can pull from. I mean, we got into one where, you know, it's, it's Death Watch, but they're not known as Death Watch yet. They're still just the angry Mandalorians that live on Concordia because they can't deal with Satine and the pacifists. And she doesn't even know that Governor Vizsla is the head of Death Watch. I mean, you're getting a lot of good shit. He already had the Darksaber. He tried to fight Kenobi, but looked like a chump. Kenobi mm-hmm. was getting hard-ons again for Satine, even though he's always busting Anakin to not have a hold-on to attachments. 
but a, a lot of the shit in the cartoons is going to provide groundwork for what we're going to see in the shows. Definitely. Um, and Hera is is just perfectly suited to be in the live actions, but also to continue uh, carrying the torch of Rebels Animated if they do continue that down the road, even though yeah. we've learned that there's probably not going to be a direct sequel, but maybe something else, because they're going to take the uh, journey to find Ezra to the Ahsoka show, as we told you, and mm-hmm. we'll tell you again. And when it happens, no one will be like, oh, hey, those guys called it exactly. <laughs> but we're used to it. Right, Nick? We're used to it. It's okay. We're not the LRMs and the KRTs of the world. We're just the SWTS suckers. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, really, that's kind of all the juice we can pull out of this uh, article from LRM. I mean, this was likely a foregone conclusion before. This isn't really a leak. I mean, this is just something that's been around the 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 mill and speculation and everything like that for a while since the show was announced. And now that Kara is out, they're just positioning it in a way to where instead of saying that Hera is in the show, like we've been saying forever they're just saying that she's replacing yeah, just just remember her. when we say so. when we talk to our sources we're not fucking around yeah we've real. got sources you just need to start posting the shit yeah i know gary witta personally see so, there we go T- told you yeah you writer for rebels wrote rogue one there we go all <laughs> right um we have another piece of of official casting news at least as official as it's gonna get until Disney until comes Lucasfilm, out yeah, until it comes yeah. out on StarWars.com, but uh, yeah, I, 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 we'll, we'll preface this one by saying it didn't come from KRT or LRM. Yeah, okay? no, so. this, this comes from Deadline and then also Variety and a lot of the other actual yeah. Hollywood insider pieces and stuff like that. So um, Game of Thrones veteran Indira Varma has joined the cast of Kenobi. Um, Indira Varma, for those of you who don't know who she is off the top of your head, you probably don't. Uh, she played Alaria Sand or Sands in Game of Thrones, right. which was, was the mother of the Sand Snakes. Yeah, and and a lover of Oberyn, oh, who we Oberyn. know is actually Din Djarin and all that fun mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah. So um, she's joining the cast of Kenobi. There's been there's nothing on who she will be playing, as is you know with the rest of the show. We really don't know anything about plot lines or characters outside of Hayden is playing Vader slash Anakin and then Ewan is playing Kenobi. Right. And you um, would think that it's mostly set on Tatooine, on Tatooine. in the desert or in yeah. one of the uh, cities. And, and given, you know, her nationality and Deer's nationality and, and her look, like she would be perfect for some sort of Tatooine native. Oh yeah. I, that's uh, what I was know. thinking. I mean, I know I, I, when I was reading this yesterday, uh, you know, some people are throwing out, well, she doesn't quite look like a sateen, but eh, they they could get there with a wig. I mean, she's got the, the narrow face and mm-hmm. little nose. You throw a blonde wig on there, you could get some sateen action for some flashbacks if need be. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a local. It's probably someone that Obi-Wan uh, has to indirectly help because it's going to help his mission of protecting Luke, I would assume. Yeah, like I tried to see. I was like, could they make her look like Baru? Like, could she play Baru? No, but I, no, no way. it's just not even close. Um, the girl who played Baru at the end of three just she looked would, completely different. She, then, I mean, honestly, that girl probably looks closer to what Baru should have looked like at the end of episode three by this point in time. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. let's be real. Anne Baru, that was a rough fucking life living on that mo- moisture farm because she goes from a young lady in episode three to 18 years later, she looks dead. Yeah, she's like, she looks like she's like 70 years old. Yeah. Like both, in- of, both of the, uh, Owen and the, Baru, him and his the wife, large, yeah. they had a very, very rough time <laughs> raising yeah. little Luke and, and trying to squeeze some moisture out of the sand because they both aged about 50 years in 18 years (laughs) yeah it was insane so um probably not going to be a direct relation to luke i mean you have to figure if like obi-wan is is literally do you think they'll bring back the the lars actors i mean the one guy's like a big deal now i mean oh yeah joel edgerton is too big to bring back that was like Like, one of his first movie roles i remember when he got that that's like his one of his breakouts (laughs) Yeah, there's there's no way that he comes back for just for that, like a little bit piece, unless it's like, you know, there are a lot of big actors that want to get into. That's what I mean. I don't don't know if he's one of them, but why would you? I mean, come on. At this point in time, you'd have to be like a fucking bill and just be a complete asshole still and be like, hey, fuck Mm -hmm. Star Wars. Even that's the thing, even though it's paying for you, he's still in it. He fucking hates Star Wars and he's still in it. Yeah. And like, look, I like, I like Joel Edgerton as an actor. He was in that movie Warrior with Tom uh, Hardy. No, he's good. That's what I mean. He went went on from playing a bit part in the prequels to a legitimate leading, leading man type of career, both action and drama. Yeah, exactly. So I'd like to see him back. And you have to imagine that there's going to be some sort of interaction between Obi-Wan and the and the Lars is you would think so. Luke knows who he is. Right. Like Luke knows who Ben Kenobi is. So, you know, that he's interacted with him in some way, shape or form. Dude, Nick, on screen, we've seen that Obi-Wan gets within earshot range of the homestead. He can see the kid running. Literally sees Luke running in as Baru calls him in for dinner. So, yeah. So I mean, and I do. I, I, I like think I think Joel and excuse me for forgetting her name, but I actually think they would look perfect. Yeah, for uh, Owen and Baru at this it's point. Bon- in time. Bonnie, something. Bonnie. That's I, right. You're right. It is Bonnie. Um, the reason I know her is because she was recent. I don't know if you watched that. Um, that Nexium documentary on HBO. The one. Oh my god, she wasn't. She she was one of the girls. She was, but she got out. So okay. she was one of the first ones to like exit and leave. Yeah. So, but yeah, she was. She was there's one a of there's there's an interesting dichotomy right there. Joel goes on to have a ridiculous career in Hollywood. Yeah. She goes on to getting tricked into being in a sex cult. That yeah. is fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. Holy it was, shit! It's just you ever you ever think about that? Just how pass or even your own yeah. life like just one one choice can just fucking send you down a path that you never dreamed could ever happen for you yeah dude it, it was crazy but her i'm trying to find her last acting name. in star wars movie to getting into a fucked up cult wow yeah jesus george bonnie, what did you do to her what type of lines did you give that poor girl bonnie pease p-i-e-s yeah that's it i, I didn't remember um, once you said bonnie i was like yeah what's her last yeah. Uh, she's married to the uh, the guy who made that movie. Uh, what the bleep do we know? Um, Mark Vicente. They were both in that cult together. In fact, Jesus Christ. Um, but I w- it would be cool to bring those two back. I don't think that they could act on the same level anymore. <laughs> um, I don't think I don't well, think that Bonnie not, they even would, acts. They wouldn't have to anymore. do a lot of acting either. I mean, no. they're just gonna be like Luke, Luke. Yeah. 
But if you have a if you have a scene where where Obi is actually interacting with those two, like, hey, how's the kid doing? Like, you have to like you cannot let him go too far from you, right? Because there are people actively well, looking I mean, for him. It, it just drawing on the the little bit of dialogue from A New Hope, I mean, Owen was very like Obi Wan on one of his damn full crusades. Yeah, exactly. Like, How so would he know some... about any of that? Because really, Obi Wan does not meet Owen until the end of Revenge of the Sith. He's not there mm-hmm. in Attack of the Clones with Anakin exactly. doing that shit or pulling Anakin away. So for some reason, Owen has these thoughts of Obi Wan of being you know, a crusader going out and doing uh, risky shit that could get Luke fucked up. Maybe we'll see. And maybe, uh, Indira is a part of that. Uh, Like I said, maybe there's something going on with her on Tatooine. Obi-Wan knows he has to deal with it because if he doesn't deal with it, it's going to fuck up his main mission of protecting Luke. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, that's probably the most likely thing for her. Cause if you figure too, like Obi-Wan's new to Tatooine, you know, like he's only been there once when he settles down and like he needs like, of course, he's a very, um, you know, survivalist, you know, type of person. He can figure out how to live basically anywhere. But like yeah. having contacts, having people that, you know, that live in the area is definitely going to help you in your 20 year period of time where you're just right. fucking stuck on this he desert. Got, he's got to trust people. I mean, he, he's not going to yeah. try to meet too many people. I mean, he, he does live a very nomadic life. I would assume a very yeah. solitary life once he hits Tatooine, but Nick's right. I mean, I, I don't believe Kenobi, uh, ever thought of going to Tatooine until they had to go there in episode one. Yeah. Uh, and then he obviously had no reason to come back outside of, delivering on his promise to protect the the skywalkers exactly so um interesting piece of casting news like i said almost perfect for a a tattooing could she be on the bad side i mean i i also saw some people throwing around inquisitor stuff trilla or what was her name trilla from fallen order from fallen order there is a kind of that look there one of the sisters i mean i don't know could 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 be i mean tattooing especially around the uh the most Eisley Anchorhead area is a hive of scum and villainy, so you never know who you're going to run into. Yeah. Could be she, a bad person, could be a good person. She would person. definitely, I, I mean, I do believe this actress could play a, a great bad woman. Like a, oh, yeah. a, a bad, bad girl. Yeah, spy, some sort of spy for the Empire. Could even be in the employ of the Hut Cartel. I mean, there you go. there's a lot of possibilities could be a, for someone Vader's using. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Could be yeah. a, a mole that Vader tries to plant. He's feeling out Kenobi's essence somehow still. Uh, I, I'm excited for Kenobi. I, I still think it's going to be too few episodes and we're not going to yeah. get enough for what we crave. Uh, but hey, I, I'm not going to bitch about it. Give, give me 45 get, minute long episodes. Yes, please. at least. At least. At, at least. None of this 30 minute shit one week and then 50 the next. Let, let's let's no. try to get some sort of cohesive Consist- flow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but back to your first point, based on her looks, I, I agree. I think she may be someone that he links up with uh, locally, not romantically, you pervs. It's Obi-Wan <laughs> after all. We know that he can keep it in his trousers and Anakin can't, even though they all probably should have let it loose every once in a while. And then they wouldn't have gotten fooled by one Sith Lord. Indeed. All right. You got so to release, the- you got to let the poison out, Nick. Yeah, I know, so, right? So I wonder if that's clearly. allowed in Jedi, like if, the, if personal. <laughs> personal no, in the Jedi, they're they're probably like Catholics, so everything's yeah. bad. You know, I yeah. in my mind when I went to CCD and all the shit they beat into my head, there were times I remember when I was little, 
the thought of ever being caught jerking off or having to tell people I jerk off literally like put death. the fear of God into me. Yeah I, I f- yeah, I felt like I'd go to hell. Yeah, it was it was literally the worst thing. I mean, I, I, I didn't believe in <laughs> I, I'd grow hair on my palms and that dumb shit, but I did believe that I was committing a sin and I would burn in hell for give myself a little hand relief. They do a good job of really indoctrinating. Of you course, with that stuff I mean society does it in general. Do, do you remember? Because mm-hmm. uh, I and this is weird. It's like one of those moments in life you don't forget. <laughs> but do you remember the first time you were able to talk to your buddies about jerking off and it, you weren't worried about being made fun of? Oh man, it was yeah. I I do remember. It was weird. It was it was a weird time. It was like a weird first conversation that you have. Because, oh man, because it's like, yeah, eventually you're old enough to where like you're hanging out with yeah. just all of your male friends alone and it's, you know. Yeah, and you know, ev- you know, everyone's been doing it, but yeah. no one at that stage. For me, it was in high school and I forget what, yeah. what got to it. I was finally like, yo, this fucking jerking off is awesome. Like, <laughs> I, I jerk off. I assume you guys jerk off. If you don't jerk off, what's wrong with you? It, it was kind of one of those deals. But yeah. I just remember there's a, there's a point in a young man's life where he's just like, why am I so like worried about this? This is one of the greatest things that the universe has given me. The fact that I can, <laughs> I can take my hand and, and do some vigorous rubbing and it's going to make me feel really good. <laughs> oh yeah. Star, Star Wars props. You definitely did walk in at an odd moment here. You, you, <laughs> you missed yeah, get, all the get talk the about the actual... out, Raven. Get the point. We're, 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 that's a, that's a stern drop. We're literally a, a, a creepy guy. Who invented this thing called the Sibian, Nick, where it's like a oh. it's like a vibrating seat that women can get on and, and pleasure themselves. <laughs> oh my and, and, and there was a porn star in there before Stern stopped doing all that. And, and the guy was creepy as fuck. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Raven. Get the poison out. Get the what poison the? out, Raven. Like essentially saying that if once you ejaculate, you're, you're freeing your system <laughs> of some poison. And for men, I mean, I'm speaking for myself, but I I definitely do feel like I have a few moments of clarity after I get my own poison out of my system. Oh, man. I definitely feel a little (laughs) more relaxed and not quite as as worked up. But yeah, there you go. There's there's your jerk off talk for today. (laughs) Moments of mental clarity. But yeah, Star Wars props. You did miss the conversation (laughs) about the new casting of Indira Varma into the Kenobi series and all the other stuff. So props, when when did you tell people you jerk off? (laughs) Yeah, tell us that story in the chat. Well, welcome to the conversation. Yeah, jump into the Discord. Tell us your stories. Um, I can remember I was 10 years old and I had to tell my family because my father caught me in the bathroom Uh. with a shampoo (laughs) bottle up my ass. There you Uh. go. But uh, I mean, this is really the last piece of actual news, like uh, casting news or Star Wars news that we have for this week before we move into our fan segment and toy talk. Um, So last, you know, just one more time, Indira Varma cast in Kenobi. Um, as far as we know, Kenobi should start filming soon. Last we heard was a March start for filming, and we just hit March yesterday. So uh, we're right in that wheelhouse now. So keep yeah, an and eye I, out. Yeah, I saw an that. image going around of Ewan out there flexing his guns yeah, off, and, and he had a beard. So he he's definitely uh, into, reforming his hello there um, uh, body yeah. shape. Into Kenobi shape. So... Uh, moving on, we're now into the fan slash toy segment of this week. And Matt, you kind of mentioned this one ahead when we were talking about Bat Batch. So why yeah. don't you tell us about this new figure review? So uh, last week during the scheduled Star Wars fan celebration event that both Nick and I attended, we just yeah, forgot 100%. all about it. 
but they they also uh, introduced some new toys. So that we we got the bad ba- bad batch coming out May the fourth. Yay! Uh, we also got the next Bad Batch figure to get the Star Wars The Black Series figure treatment. And it's none other than my favorite, Wrecker. Wrecker. And I, I've, Nick, I mean, we, we talked about this when we break down the, the episodes last season when, when we got the final season of Clone Wars. I've always been drawn to Wrecker. I like that he really is kind of the Star Wars version of the Hulk. Yeah, meathead, uh, just complete. Yeah, he's full-on meathead. You, you can tell he definitely, a lot of his brawn took from his brains, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's why we love him. I mean, he really is just, he, he's like a, he, he's someone any one of us would want to have on a squad if we were going into war, because you essentially wind him up and point him at bad guys, and he wrecks them, literally. Yeah. That, that's where his name comes from. Right in uh, the name. But the figure <laughs> itself is is quite excellent, I have to say. Because he is such a uniquely shaped Star Wars character. Dude, he almost, like, if you if you just look at him from, like, the neck down, he almost looks like a B2 battle droid. Like, the shape of that, that yeah, chest exactly. piece. Where, like, yeah, all you the have way that. down to the legs. It's like <laughs> yeah. that, that very B2 look. Yeah, his, his, he looks like a, a bodybuilder that forgot to work out his legs, right? Where yeah. it, it just, the, the, the chest, the shoulder area, the arms are stacked, right? Because sun's out, gun's out type of uh, philosophy in the weight room. But then he, he kind of left the, the legs alone. He, he's not a big fan of hitting the squat rack. Yeah. Uh, but I, don't know, I mean, I, I love his helmet paint. He's got mm-hmm. the, those crazy eyes and face on there. You, they give him a big ass crocodile dundee that's a knife yeah uh, you know he, he does cost 30 bucks so i don't know if that's because they'd use a little more plastic or if because he has a backpack and a few extra accessories uh but i, I dig this one so at this point we've got wrecker hunter and crosshair i believe have all been revealed and are up for pre-order uh, i would recommend going through entertainment earth use us it'll throw us a few pennies uh, but they typically tend to keep stuff in stock. This is another figure, Nick, where, you know, Hasbro announced that fan celebration will be ready for pre-order tomorrow. As soon as you go to Hasbro's fucking site, sold out. Really? Oh, I, I'm, no. done, I'm done with Hasbro Pulse. I'm not renewing my whatever VIP bullshit membership it is. I, I just, I can't get behind a company whose own fucking storefront... Mind you, they don't have to ship the stock. They don't have to worry, uh, uh, wait for a third-party retailer to send an order to get figures. They make the damn figures. They're Hasbro. Yet on Hasbro Pulse, any of these new reveals, they're not exclusives, Nick. They're not exclusives. All right? I can get the exclusives maybe going quick. These aren't exclusives. They're standard release, multiple retailers, yet Hasbro Pulse, these fuckers sell out within 10 to 15 minutes. It makes no sense. That's insane. Do you get, like, some sort of extra, like, is there, like, some sort of benefit to Pulse free, over Free shipping, or? free shipping if okay. you're in their VIP program, which now costs money. So oh, how so free you're is paying free. for shipping. <laughs> right, so how free is free. Yeah, uh, but that's it. And it, price is the same. I mean, sometimes Entertainment Earth will charge twenty one ninety nine versus nineteen ninety nine. But if I can get the fucking figure, big deal. Yeah. The it's two dollars going to, is worth it. Yeah, it's a lot better than going to eBay and, <laughs> and, and, and spending double cost. I just it it, it it's mind boggling. I would yeah. think as a re as a 
toy manufacturer. If I had my own retail outlet, my margins would increase. They have to. They yeah. have to, Nick. I'm not even that smart. I have a business degree. It's common sense. If you don't have to ship something to a third-party uh, uh, reseller, you're going to make more money. Yeah, and they the third-party reseller also takes their their chunk of the right of the profit as well, so. Right, like when, yeah. when Hasbro sells me a figure, they get all of my dollars. Yeah. If I buy it from Entertainment Earth, they might be getting 5 of my dollars cuz that's what Entertainment Earth had to pay to get the fucking lot. Yeah. So it's it is a good-looking figure and it doesn't make any sense that it's not available w- from the makers themselves. <laughs> uh, but it, like Matt said, it is up on Entertainment Earth right now for pre-order. Click on yeah, our link he's in still the site. There. Uh pre-order at to cart. There you go. Same price 29.99 coming October 2021. Uh, oh, and look, so for is... all you people that are worried, you can even still get uh, Cara Dune figures. There you go. So you can get Cara figures on Entertainment Earth too. Actually, why well, have this page pulled up? Everyone that needs figures, start buying them because I need some Entertainment Earth affiliate. Need some credit. Needs the yeah. credit up there. Buy Run some of these. There, there, buy this helmet. This new this helmet was revealed last week by the. There, there you go. There's Hunter. Buy him. There's Boba Fett. The deluxe. Buy that. There's another Ooh, the helmet. dark saber force effects. Buy that. That's a lot. We'll get a lot of credit on that. Two forty nine ninety nine. Did I tell you I ended up doing it, Nick? I ended you up pre ordering the dark saber. Yeah. There you go. Hey man, that's a that's a good looking piece. Honestly, I agree. I agree. I know you're you're the lightsaber guy, the hilt collector. Until yeah. Amazon fucks you up the button, then you quit that too. But <laughs> there's something about this dark saber that that stood out to me, and it was a, it was a weak Friday night. I might have had a few IPAs, so the willpower walls were torn down <laughs> and uh I, I i hit go but I, at least now i consult with my daughter on purchases like this she is the, the coin flip <laughs> now so i know the answer is always going to be yes so i'd be like hey charlie should i should i get this 250 dollars dark saber yeah i'm like you're right i agree you it's made like a good, good yeah you made a good point I, I i i accept the case you put forward i will pre-order it thank you yeah yeah like what's two hundred fifty dollars, Daddy? Yes, you buy. <laughs> exactly. You exactly. buy that, Daddy. Can I play with it? No. <laughs> yeah, we're just now try. I'm now trying to relate to her that what money is and what it means and why we work and all that shit and yeah. how at some point in time she's not just going to be able to say, Daddy, snap her fingers and I I vomit out whatever product she wants because <laughs> I just don't want to say no to my little girl. So yeah, yeah, eventually. It'll know, happen. It'll happen. 15 years down the line, you'll have to start buying shit on your own. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's a good looking figure and especially, I mean, perfect timing for the release of bad batch tv series yeah we just we need to get tech and echo at this point they're 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 the holdouts so i'm assuming they're saving those for other days that nick and i don't know about already yeah hunter uh, hunter crosshair and wrecker are the the three that have been teased nice you would figure that they would save the hunter one for like closer to the (laughs) release date because he's like the he's the he's the leader hasbro as much as i appreciate (laughs) some of their collectibles the way they run their business is is just it it, it boggles Quite the mind i don't questionable know. i just don't know or giving exclusives right. to like fucking walmart yeah 
Like here's Walgreens exclusive. It's like why? Yeah, that's another what? one. Wal they do that too. Walgreens exclusive Star Wars figures. I'm not kidding. They do that shit. So that's so Hasbro, nuts. we love you, but sometimes your your business decisions are, are just curious, as Obi Wan Kenobi would say. Yeah, curious, questionable. Actually, sure. yeah, you have to say curious twice within the same scene, or it would not be Kenobi yeah, correct. Doesn't hold the, the there, same. There's those two weight. scenes in clones. They're just like, George, what the fuck? It's the Curious <laughs> Curious, where it's Obi-Wan talking to Django on Camino, and then the uh, I wish I could wish it all away <laughs> bullshit between <laughs> Anakin and Padme. It's like, what oh, the fuck? Man. What one the fuck? One of the best I, films. I wish I could wish it all away. <laughs> Anakin, all I right. truly, madly, deeply love you <laughs> i'd be like i'd be like padme you're creepy as fuck get it's the like, hell okay, away we, from me <laughs> we don't need to be married anymore uh, <laughs> exactly like yeah anakin's like what the fuck it's like let's uh, yeah it's like i just not wanted i wanted i wanted a little action i'm not i'm not talking about this truly madly deep deeply shit sounds like a song <laughs> from the 90s oh God. Um, yeah all right man let's get into that fan let's segment Fan segment of the week. Yes, this week's fan question, which we'll kick off with from Matt, was what other classic Star Wars games need to be ported to newer <laughs> consoles? So sticking with the the port stuff, coming off the Republic Commando. Yeah, speaking of and, port stuff, I got to go make a port of call with yes. uh, some urine. So go ahead and take a take this first one. Uh, you got two replies. Hopefully that'll be long enough to let me drain yes. out. But go i will all right so first up we got a response from star wars black series clips on ig uh he says jedi power battles it was buggy as hell but that was a fun co-op game way back in the day i'm sure it hasn't aged well and a response from sir dork 730 one of our faves one of the original goats he says jedi power battles would be great fun co-op with more jedi from all eras uh, I like it. So good response there. I, I don't think I've never played power battles, but I think I remember Matt talking about it a bit. Um, and I know for sure this next response here from Scarlet Kid one was a Matt special. He says another one I loved was Star hey, real, real Wars. Quick before we, okay. Real quick before we get to the next one, because you are right. It is one of my favorites. Uh, but I'm with you on power battles, dude. How the fuck did we miss this game? I mean, yeah, co-op. Like, I think is, is it late '90s, early 2000s? I'm trying to figure it was out. An if it's episode during... one game, so it was 2000 exactly. All right, so, so yeah, I would be I'd be a year or two in the college, and I, I guess that there's a, I kind of chalk up 99 to 2003. Those are like my lost years. Yeah. So, so this is the game. This is PS One. This is the game where Plo had an orange. Yeah, I know. Saber. I, I yeah. know because this this game got a lot of traction when the Poe figure came out last spring. Yeah, I, I, I did a Poe with an orange or a yellow lightsaber. People are like, oh, power battles. I'm like, okay. And again, Jared, a huge power battle uh, homie. Yeah, but I. I don't even know what the type of, I mean, just like go in and whack each other around. It's, is it a fighting game or it looks like it's a, it almost does look like it's, it's a 3d take on like double dragon, like from original Nintendo oh. where you had like two player side scroll and it was just like a beat em up. Yeah. Except you're okay. two players and you're playing in a 3d environment. All right. All right. Cause like you, you have like your, your select your Jedi thing and you see like Qui-Gon, Obi, all the other, you know, uh, Qui um, Mace, 
in there as well. Like you have a bunch of different Jedi to it, choose. Does from. it open up where a big guy comes and punches a girl in the stomach and then throws her over his shoulder and walks away? <laughs> it could potentially be you in know, there. You know, I mean, that's that's how double that's double, double dragon, dragon started. Literally, he walks out. He goes. <laughs> Punches a girl right in the gut, so she falls over, and then he throws her over his shoulder and walks away. Yeah. Very, it immediately sets out what your mission is <laughs> in a very visceral way. Yeah, yeah, you, you got to go get that woman abuser. I mean, yeah, that's it's what like, it is. Oh, shit. It's okay. like, dude, you're you're huge. You really had to punch her. You had to sucker punch her gut. Yeah, like, come you on, man. just like. Just like grab her and run away. It's kind of uh, fucked up. But, uh, yeah. So Matt, you, you read the next one. Cause this all is right. your like all yes, time. hundred percent. Like, and that Scarlet kid actually had two in there that I was going to go with, okay. but th- this was a second one. Cause his first one was dark forces, which is, is another one That's I do not think popular. has been ported, but Scarlet kid one went with a game we've talked about here that not many people have played. Uh, but I, it is, it's just, it's a classic and I would totally buy it if it got ported. And uh, he says, another one I loved was Star Wars Masters of the Taraskasi, or however the fuck you say it. Taraskasi, Taraskasai. Basically, the, the, fighting, uh, the, the fighting philosophy that Kira subscribes to in, in Solo. Yes. Uh, but it was, on, on PlayStation 1, it was essentially a, a street fighter or more of a virtual fighter, but with Star Wars characters. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You had Sand People, you had Boba Fett, Han Solo, Darth Vader, Luke. Uh, everyone had special abilities, you know, like the, the, the semicircle turn punch would shoot yeah. a projectile out. It, I don't know. It, it was a game in college where we, we'd sit around on a Friday or Saturday, have some shitty beers and essentially mimic what Nick and I were talking about. Winner stays, loser gives up their spot. In this case, yeah. it's not a controller on, on the cabinet. It's the actual, I'm sorry, not a quarter on the cabinet. It's an actual controller that you pass around. Yeah. Uh, so I'm with you, Scarlet Kid. I, I fucking loved this Star Wars Street Fighter. I knew that, that Matt would love that one. You know what's weird to me, dude, is like a lot of, like Star Wars is a huge license, but like in these video game arenas, like, They've tried a lot of different types of games and like like they tried a racing game didn't really stick. I love that. Racing. That's another one. The Super Bombad Racing, which was yeah. a, it was a Mario Kart clone, but with Star Wars, even with the comical looking big heads in the ships. Yeah, you'd run over powers to knock people. I fucking love Bombad. I just racing. don't understand why like it doesn't stick like this one. Star Wars fighting game. There's so many people. I know. I know. You would figure that a Star Wars fighting game would stick and you could make multiple iterations of it. But it just like. Never suck around. It's None of them did. Weird. I mean, even a lot of the the turn of the century Star Wars games just died out. They're either based on the prequels uh, or oddballs like a Power Battles or the Super Bomb Bad Racing or Masters of of Taras Kasi. So yeah, uh, good good pick there, Scarlet Kid. We agree. So all right, next up we have Reed Five Designs. He says Star Wars Rebel Assault Two. Um, so I oh, am shit. not, that's the first time I realized that that's read five designs and not read not five read. designs. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, it could be read. I just read it as read. Uh, yeah. Rebel Assault two is a game that I have not played. This was, this was when I was a, a small child. This was a, um, 95. So I was seven. Oh yeah. It I'd... came out for Microsoft. Yeah. yeah. It was a Microsoft game. And apparently there was a PS one version eventually um but yeah like so red, so what now red what five I, I could be off because I, I can't remember if i was playing rebel assault or rebel assault 2 but spot on i, I mean nick this was a game 
it was a CD game back in the yeah. uh, the mid '90s that you could throw in the Windows 3.1, and it, it would have cutscenes that were all pixelized and shit. And <laughs> I mean, the graphics—they were trying to kind of make it look like it, it was movie based, but it wasn't. But there was some about it because if we're speaking about the right game, it, it did have a pretty good mix or a balance of ship mission combat and then ground mission combat. Okay. Uh, so, for example, I, I'm pretty sure it had the Battle of Hoth, as most flying Star Wars games have. Uh, but then after that, you, you'd, you'd actually go run through the corridors of Echo Base and, and like, shoot at shit. Yeah, yeah, because um, I'm looking at some screenshots. I, I see some flying the Falcon missions. I see some, like you mentioned, you know, in the hallways of some sort of Imperial emplacement. You're running around your pilot suit shooting people. Um, yeah, it's... It's one of those like this. See, this is games that I would like to see like like you know more modern remakes of is like these older like PC yeah, games. Yeah, like like the really Nintendo, like the, you know from the nineties where shit was yeah. really archaic looking like full yeah, on really squares. <laughs> yeah, I mean it looks like Minecraft basically. <laughs> yeah, basically the 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 graphic style that you're seeing is very Minecrafty, and it does it, it looks like it could be an interesting game, um, but it's just like. To me, like I hadn't when I was seven, I hadn't even seen Star Wars for the first time yet. So this wasn't even on my radar. And like, it's not it doesn't seem like it was popular enough to like pop up in in pop culture. Like after I'd seen it when I was 10, because like I knew about like the NES games and stuff like that. SNES games like this one was just like a total, you know, like, yeah, I'm on Amazon under. right now looking at it. it the old playstation version of it it's bringing up all the playstation star wars games you got dark forces <laughs> the phantom yeah. menace i remember playing that one there's power battles definitely miss that one somehow uh any terrace Cassie? nope i'm telling you that that one was like s only specific people liked the, the <laughs> masters game like me everyone kind of universally thought that was a piece of shit Hey, you know, so not everything needs to be. Yeah, I mean, Re Rebel Assault was it, it was it was unique. I mean, again, it was in that that period of games where games were transitioning from the the 2D full on just pixel art to more uh, polygon shaped 3D characters. But it's it's so far removed from what we see today. I, I mean, oh, okay. I, I I am glad that I grew up during the genesis of of gaming for the most part. I mean. If you're born in the 70s or 80s, you were a kid growing up with this shit, becoming a form of entertainment uh, yeah. in the home in particular. Yeah, exactly. Uh, man, you are right. Some of these, some of the games from the 90s, they, they should be re-released. They don't need to yeah. be enhanced, but port them for modern consoles and let's <laughs> see how fucking goofy they really were. <laughs> Dude, it would be hilarious to see some of that shit. So uh good response there by read five designs or red five i don't know r-e-a-d five designs and then uh next up figure hurts here coming in with the uh with the fun oh yeah i had to put this here. in there yeah so he says harmonics could do a rock band the figurin d years yeah <laughs> uh the figurin dan years so good stuff there complete with their instruments, hell yeah, uh, or a dance, dance, twerk it, twi'lek remake, <laughs> which was dope on the NES. <laughs> uh, there oh, actually man. was. I mean, wasn't when uh, I think it was on the 360 when Microsoft was peddling the Kinect. They had there, a Star Wars dance game. There they was did. a Star Wars motion type of game where there, I you know, remember. Boba Fett was dancing. I think Han Solo was dancing. 
Uh, but yeah, you almost had to dance to get through missions, you know, to like yeah. actually progress. So, so it was just the Connect Star Wars game, and one of the things that you could do on it was the dancing okay. missions, right? <laughs> like the galactic dance off. Is what there it was you go. Called. See, it, oh, so yeah, you you were close. Dude. Figure hurts. You're close. They almost had something like that. But I, I liked Rock Band, the figure in D years. <laughs> dude, I will say that I like. Taylor and I have been like, we, we've talked it about it a couple times. It's like, I wish I could find, or I wish there was like a rock band or guitar hero that came out for like PS4 or, or Xbox 360 I, I think or Xbox one. There, there was a, I think it might be a guitar hero, but I know there is a somewhat modern one, but dude, and this, this, this kind of circles all the way back to our, our, our bullshit segment. Yeah. Because I keep all my consoles, guess who still has access to all this shit? Oh, yeah, you got it. You got I, it. And we have one permanently hooked up upstairs in the family room just in case we ever want to do it. But it's got Rock Band 1 and 2, all the guitar heroes. I still have the drum kit, multiple guitars, the mic. Yeah. Uh, but you are right. If you want the the classic era of those rhythm games, you pretty much have to still have the old hardware. Yeah, you got to have PS2, PS3, Xbox, right. Xbox 360. Yep. Like those those types of games just don't exist now. There was it, I mean, is, it was it, they it was were like fucking th- fun. It was awesome. It was like 3 or 5 years in in the mid 2000s. Uh in particular when I think it was Guitar Hero 2 actually came out for the 360 where Guitar Hero was just PlayStation, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And, and once they spread platforms, I, I mean I know me, I went nuts. I mean, we would play I, hours 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 every week like when like me and my friends would get together at my at you know one of my friends apartments and we would just sit there and play guitar hero oh yeah two three hours and and think you were think you were good thinking you could actually like maybe play a real guitar after beating a song on hard or going the expert you'd be like i can fucking do this look at this shit (laughs) it's just hitting colored notes and then you pick up a real guitar and you're like oh you're like what the fuck they what are are all these strings here for where's the buttons does does not compute yeah Uh, dude i used to like when that came out that's when i was working in, in the corporate world i was in detroit i used to drive four hours a weekend to have rock band hangouts with friends that were still living in Columbus. I mean, that that's wow. how engaged all of us were with that, with this genre for about a year or two. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. It was, it was fun times. I wish I could find one for, I mean, like, I think there may be one for Xbox one. I'd have to go look, but I can't remember. So, all right. Last response for this week's question of the week is collect neck. And he says shadows of the empire. Um, Shadows of the Empire is like, I know it's a another just hugely popular game from the early to mid, well, from the mid 90s. And it's it's got like an iconic character that people always want to see back in Star Wars and it's Dash Rendar. Um, Shadows of the Empire came out originally on PlayStation, no, on Nintendo. And N64, man. That yeah, was an N64, N64 title. And microsoft windows so it was a pc and n64 game and it is this is one of those games that like has persisted through culture and like people want to see um you know made into new content um because of the story that was told in the character of dash rendar uh but this is another one like again like i I never played this because of my age me at the neither time. and i'm kind of hating it and i know why i didn't play because i didn't get an n64 i was one of those tough guys once the genesis Sega. came out 
Yeah, and that they went with that 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 hardcore aggro marketing. I I bought yeah. fully into it. I mean, yeah. Uh, let's be real. If if it weren't for my early twenties and some things that I I got into or experienced, I I'd probably be wearing a MAGA hat right now. I mean, I would, <laughs> my dad r- listened to Rush Limbaugh my entire life when I was little. I mean, I was programmed to be a moron. Luckily, I broke free of a lot of that conditioning. Oh, but yeah, I, I, I never had, never owned an SNES or an N64, and to this day, it, it kind of pains me a little bit, because uh, those were two fantastic consoles with some fucking killer games on it that I just, you know, as a little kid, you don't have the, the income like we do now, so I was kind of yeah. fucked either way. I had to pick a, 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 a brand and stick with it, because it's not like little Matt could go out and make money and blow it on consoles or games, and I went Sega and then right into... Uh, playstation so yeah but no this this game I, i've got it pulled up nick on the uh, one of the wikipedias i definitely think i'd want to check it out you got the the, the zizer the dash stuff it looks like there's mm. a whole section on in search of boba fett so yeah uh, this is like that, that could be interesting yeah this game does this take place like in the empire timeline or is this, po- this is uh, like post? The game is set between the time of Empire and Return of the Jedi. That's what I, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Um, yeah, man. This is one. I know that people speak about it very, very like uh, nostalgically. This is one of people's favorite games from back in that era. Um, I, I think I may have this on my uh I bet both Steam of us fucking have well. this, dude. I bet <laughs> yeah. we both have this in our Steam list. How much you want to yeah. bet? Oh, almost positive. I'm almost positive. I don't have my Steam open now, but I'm if sitting I here it like, up, I'm, woe is me. Like, oh, I wish I could have played this. And I guarantee my dumb ass has probably owned it for eight years. Dude, do you just... need to, do you have a, a Steam link? Like you need to get a Steam link because that is basically what allows you to cast your Steam, like to connect a controller to the link and then cast it onto your big TV. Yeah. And like that, that'll allow you to actually go through some of your Steam library and play these games. I, I might look into it. I, I'll tell you They're what, dude, I, 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 don't even know, I don't even know if I have the Steam client installed anymore. That's how yeah. uh, far out I've, I've gone with, with PC gaming. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, actually, you, you're not wrong. If you can figure out if this game's on there, I might start thinking about that after I play Outriders. But. Oh, look at this. It's not even, it's, it's free. It, all it is now is Steam Link. <laughs> extend, extend your Steam gaming to your phone, tablet, or TV. IOS with an app, and Apple probably, t- right? With an app, yeah. yeah. iOS and Apple TV now available. And you yeah, can well. use controllers through it. Install the app, pair your controller, connect it to your computer, and then bang, you're ready to go. Well, I never said that I was intelligent. So, <laughs> so yeah, all right. So, Shadows of the Empire definitely looks interesting. I'm not going to lie. I mean, this is a game that I've like we've discussed have just kind of never experienced therefore it never really existed in my my star wars uh in my personal star wars sphere Uh, but it is something that i think i'd like to check out so who knows i mean the 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 ports for me already happened like the the night series of games is really for me those were the first ones that kind of got me interested in star wars gaming was yeah. the, the jedi knight series outcast and then yeah if, if i had to make my own pick i was going with masters of the terrescasi yeah, i figured so. that, that was gonna be <laughs> that's up there a, for you but i really I would like to see one of those old side scrollers make it like get ported like, like super star old, wars all the yeah. all the snes ones yeah, yeah like the snes ones make it make their way These games onto, are so fucking hard too i mean uh, any game yeah. back then like you people wonder why i'm so tweaked 
and on edge. It's because I grew up playing games that made you want to fucking kill people. Yeah. Remember, there, there's no fucking saves for the most part. There's no checkpoints. Checkpoints? Fuck, check. I mean, dude, you, you'd spend all day on a game and, and, and get past the level you've never gotten past and then realize that, oh, shit. It gets even harder, and then you die, and you go, and then no! <laughs> All the way back to the beginning, my friend. Not Good kidding. Now, I, I think I've talked about this before. I, I don't know if I was eight, but I was no more than ten. Already throwing body parts through drywall over fucking <laughs> Nintendo games at that age. After I had attacked the TV with my spinning lasso of death controller <laughs> move. We've all been there before. You just take at eight just though, something. like it, like it, like for at six to eight years old. I mean, Nick, I my mom used to be like, Matthew, stop it, or I'm taking it away. And I'd be like, all right, I'll chill out. And then, sure as shit, <laughs> the one game to this day that I, I'll never forget it. It's why I, I not only did I put my elbow through the wall, I then spray painted my wall. Like this is the type of fucking shithead kid I was, and I thought I was a good kid. But, but Batman 1989, I challenge anyone to play it and, and not want to either hurt yourself or hurt someone else. Yeah. Or an inanimate <laughs> object. That game was so fucking hard and frustrating. But it was. I, I like finally got past this bullshit part to a new part of the level. And sure shit, I almost die right away on some dumb jump or some bullshit. So instantly, little angry Matt, elbow <laughs> through the wall spit on the tv and then took some i had like this bullshit spray paint it wasn't like real spray paint but it was i don't know i had it in my room for something and then just started going all over the wall where i just fucking put a hole into the wall she comes in says nothing and just fucking rips the tv right out of my right out of my room with the nintendo dragging behind it oh my god that that was what that that finally did it my mom could deal with me spitting at the tv biting myself punching myself screaming and biting the controller but once i started damaging the house she was like okay this kid needs a fucking time out the only time i ever punched a hole in a wall with a game i was playing tekken on original playstation and i i don't even remember who i was fighting because like you could you could basically play that game to where you like fight up it's like a ladder and you fight up and then eventually you, you got to the end of the game and you fought like angel and demon or something like that at the end and i was on one of the fights and i had died like 14 15 times and i just went boom just like fist right through the wall and i there was you like go fuck man because like, like at that time i was like i knew i'd fucked up so i oh, took yeah. a picture and i just put a thumbtack in it right over the hole in the wall <laughs> oh, look at you and, and for the longest time my parents just never paid attention to it they were like what i don't know he's just a weird fucking kid and then eventually they went <laughs> they were painting the whole house and they get to my room and they take it off. They're like, how did this hole get in the wall? I don't know. Must have been like, a fucking rat or something. Yeah, it's like, I can't. I said, what? What hole? And they, I, <laughs> I was just a oh, scum. Yeah. I mean, it, my parents, they, they did the wrong thing. I really was a pretty good kid. I think the worst thing I did at school was first grade. I had the same mouth I have now. Oh, uh, so, no. so I was always getting threatened to be paddled because I'd be on the playground like, hey, look, I'll say ship. Shit. Shit. You know, like holding your tongue, yeah. doing that stupid shit. Be like, I didn't say it. I said ship or I was saying Apple, not asshole. Uh, but, you know, I got, <laughs> I got told on because, you know, I was like yelling white weenie or something stupid. 
But oh man, in my room, I was a complete degenerate because they they <laughs> built an addition and they they were going to stay in that room because it was new, right? And they realized like, fuck, this room's too small. We'll make it sound like it's good to be the only person in this part of the house, and we'll give it to the oldest kid. So I got it, which was fine. And I was a pussy too. I was scared of the dark until like fourth grade. But <laughs> I essentially was in the own in addition to myself. Sister and parents were upstairs. So in this room, I, 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 I turned it into a dorm room. It was brand new. Again, it was, a, it was an addition. I was, like Nick said, I, I was sticking tacks in the wall to hang up pictures. I was putting fucking baseball card hologram stickers all over it. I, I had a dartboard in my room, and there was probably more dart holes in the drywall than the dartboard. <laughs> so i was just a little oh, scumbag man. but uh, yeah, i see are. kung kung fu is in there he is a, a another brother of rage like that that's why he and i get along and it's a surprise we haven't killed each other at some point in times when we're together because we both we both have issues with anger over relatively <laughs> dumb stuff like video games and and whatnot uh, but he's someone to this day i believe still exercises his right to beat the shit out of his house uh, either playing <laughs> hey, video you, games or, or watching the Buckeyes. I know he still every once in a while might headbutt a wall or or, or put a fist through a wall. Uh, but it does. It, it, it starts with video it. games. It really does. It and that's does, where yeah. I got it. There's it, nothing more rage inducing than that, dude. Because <laughs> think about it. Like when you're a kid and you're like you're playing t-ball or baseball when you're a kid. Like you're out in the like open. You're in the in a field and like there's people around you. So like you can't express your anger and frustration right. in a way that you would if you were just locked in a room by yourself exactly so like that was literally the the first rage inducing hobby that you could pick up as a child because you had no attachment to like football or sports teams at that age that would make you that angry correct it was just like but, these but games, little sprites on fucking tv are not doing what i want them to do exactly and, <laughs> and i've i've gotten lose. way better over the years but it it plagued me pretty bad up through the 360 generation and, and that was the one that kind of i don't know if it was just getting older or whatnot but after no joke spending 350 dollars on xbox 360 controllers <sighs> I was like, okay, dude, I mean, either just resort to hitting yourself or, or get a punching bag or something, because this is just, it's not economical to keep taking your controllers. And my favorite was I'd grab both of the wings, like the bottom, and then I would do like a chest press, almost yeah. like a peck fly. And I would separate the plastic just through sheer yeah. force of my own strength. And then once I got it cracked, that's when I'd start throwing it around like it was a fucking shot put. I would always. Like, I had PlayStation controllers, so like you could get a better. And I would twist them in opposite directions. I would I would, I would go like yeah. that. <laughs> that would, that would like, be my and I'd be like, I'll fuck, I'm showing you controller. It's your fucking <laughs> fault that I died. It's not, it has nothing to do with my skills or my my fast twitch reflexes. It's your fucking fault. And I'd be like, yeah, you're, it's like you're you're inflicting pain on this inan yeah. inanimate object. Like it like it oh, feels the, the the destruction you're enacting upon it. But hey, we are. It, it made me feel great while I was doing it, but in anyone that's broken something out of anger, you know this feeling. As you're going through the anger, there, there's a part of you in the back of your mind going like, dude, dude, dude. You're gonna, you like, you yeah. know if you, you take it one step further, you're going to probably regret it, even though right now it's making you feel really fucking good to get angry and break shit. Uh, but as soon as that thing breaks and you release the, the anger... 
that's you when you, like, you go like, oh, man. I have to replace this. Fuck. Now I can't even fucking play my game anymore. Yeah, the, the regret kicks in. The embarrassment. You feel like a fucking <laughs> lunatic. You're like, really? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I broke a goddamn TV over video games in front of my wife. We're playing Mario. And I didn't like the way I didn't like the way fucking Mario was jumping and landing. So I took a water bottle, smashed it on my table. It hit at the right <laughs> angle that the bottle exploded, went all over the TV, drained down into the panel. See a TV oh, no. just like that. And that was another one. As soon as I as soon as the bottle hit and exploded, I went, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Because I knew exactly. I was like, I just ruined a 55 inch flat screen TV. Yeah, and that was it. Oh no! And yeah, I was in no. my I was in my thirties at that point. Like, yeah. like luckily like, I never did that to a TV. I the one time I broke a TV, I actually recounted that story on the show. It was like we were getting ready to move, and like I was just laying on the couch, and I was throwing the dog a ball that she had, and like I picked it up with my left hand and I just kind of like tossed it, and it hit my TV, <laughs> and this is it, it's literally a hollow piece of plastic. But like these flat screen TVs now, their screens are so delicate. Like I literally just went like that and it hit the TV and I, was, I didn't even think anything of it. And I turned it on and it's just a big ass fucking crack in the corner. I was like, you have to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> it's it's just the worst like, feeling. Yeah. Uh, and I, I've done this. I mean, even hurting myself. I mean, last year when I broke my hand by fighting oh, yeah. my house, oh, yeah. it's the oh, same yeah. thing. Like in my head, when I'm when I'm fucking beating up a, a tree stump that weighs, you know, probably 200 pounds in my head, I'm, I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, you like this shit? You like this shit, bitch? You like you like making me have to move you and get angry? Look, I'm beating you like I'm punching you like that does something. And then when it rolled into my leg, I, I was like, OK, well, you win that fight, but I'm going to fucking punch the house. And I go, Pwah! and as soon as I hit the house, I went off. Oh, fuck. It's the same feeling. But in this case, it was it's accompanied by actual physical pain. Yeah. And I could see, I literally, I mean, you can see it now. I have, I have no knuckle left on my right pinky. There, there's just no knuckle. It's gone. <laughs> because I, I fucking punched it out. But that was another moment where the rage, it feels so good in the moment. But it, it, the calm that kicks in instantly once you blow your stack it's it's one of the worst uh, yeah. feelings of regret a human pure, can experience. Pure regret. Yeah. All right. So that was a fun tangent for those of you who, are, who have been video game players yeah, if you, for a if long you didn't time. think we were going to make three-hour yeah. shows, look at that. We just ensured yeah. we're going to have a three-hour show. We're getting there. So that's the end of our fan question segment of this week. We're going to move into our top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. And this week is a Matt shit on himself week, so we have a nice little photo at the end for Matt to break down for us. He's but not before, saying he's not saying literally. I'm I'm not going to stand up and take a dump in my pants. No. Okay. No. Maybe but not. <laughs> if you want me to, if, if it's going to generate more views and a bigger audience, if that's I will TikTok definitely, content, let I will us definitely know, consider Amish. it. Yeah, I'll definitely yeah. consider it. Um, but first up this week on top five, we have our returning favorite. I know that he was in the chat at one point. He, he was in there earlier. Now. Uh, this is at everything Kylo bringing it back uh, with a beautiful clone shot here. This is Bly. Is this Bly? Yeah. Is this clone yep. commander Bly here? You got it. On the battlefield, guns akimbo, looking down at his fallen prey. And as always with Jesse, like he just he just captures that visceral nature of, of right. combat. 
like him and him and Papa really make combat shots look fucking badass. And you can see like a downed clone in the back where like Bly didn't even probably shoot this guy. He probably like ripped the cord out of its neck and fucking exactly. shut it down. Yeah, yeah. it's like he's just shut down. He's not even yeah. shot down. He is shut down. But and the, yeah, this is this is a shot. If you're in the community or if you've been on the show or, or, or watched the show, the top five. You look at and you instantly know this is everything Kylo. Yeah. The guy has such a defined vision. Uh, his his shots always just have a, a raw grittiness to them. They're usually action-oriented, battle-oriented, and definitely uh, clone-oriented. I mean, it is. I mean, look, he, he doesn't fuck around. I mean, he... he weathers these things up very nicely he even put etches into the plastic and washes over them with i don't know shoe polish or something but he he he's always knows how to pose these motherfuckers uh and he always knows how to take them up a, a up a notch with some form of practical effect yeah. in this case it looks like he he probably broke out the old mouth straw and and dirt maneuver uh, but you never know with Jesse. But I guarantee you, it's 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 not digital. It's all in camera. Uh, he's kind of like me; doesn't want to fuck with the with, with the post processing. You get what you get when you shoot it, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's a beautiful shot. And on so I on Bly, I imagine he added in like those hash marks on his thigh pad. Yeah. Yep. Okay, that's fucking sick, man. Like. The, the weathering job that Jesse did on yeah no I mean he like nice. I I do half ass weathering where I just I'll I'll grab some shoe polish and wipe it all over him then try to wipe it off just to taint the armor a bit uh, Jesse and a few others they'll actually get there with their exacto knives and and make yeah. etches in the plastic to pick up the ink uh, much more predominantly and it it looks great it really does yeah that's pretty sick so at everything Kylo. On the IG. You happy, Jesse? You're you're bitching a moment last week. You're like, oh, I never get picked anymore. There you go. You made it. There you go. I even knew how to do it to get Nick to pick it, too. I released it on a Monday. uh, (laughs) Because Nick's Nick's always good for at least grabbing a Monday shot to to feature. One Monday shot. No, yeah, it's there you it, go. it popped up right right in my face. I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, this, and I saw it as soon as I saw it. I was like, all right, that's Jesse. Here we go. R- rumor has it uh, everything is going to be coming on the show. Oh, rumor has uh, it. I think I, Spencer's been working on them, but I, I think we're going to get them. We're going to get them on the show. Uh, I think in April, maybe. Nice, nice, good. I mean, it's about time because he's supposed to be on the show last year. So, <laughs> all right, next up we have a fantastic shot from at Star Agreed. Wars Plastic. And I think this is Star Wars Plastic's first time in the top five. But this is a very, very clean, crisp, realistic looking shot of Kuil from the Mandalorian. And he's in his workshop just tinkering. And what I like about it is like this feels like something that like Kuil just does or did on like a regular basis. Just yeah. In his it, workshop tinkering. You know what, Nick? That's what I uh, I like about it the, the most. I mean, a lot of us sometimes will want to recreate scenes or badass scenes we've seen from Star Wars. Uh, other times, stuff's just made up. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of the made-up guy, and even my made-up stuff doesn't technically make a lot of sense, in my opinion. Uh, but what at Star Wars Plastic did here is exactly what you said. I mean, it's like a day in the life of Kuil. Yeah, uh, we we knew he was a big tinkerer. I mean, all the shit he he built for Mando, he 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 fixed the Razor Crest after those damn dirty Jawas completely <laughs> tore it down. He completely rebuilt IG Eleven. I mean, the, the, the 
he's a nug knot. They're, they're, they're good yeah. at, they're good at tech. They're good at maintenance. They're, they're just good at fixing shit, building stuff. And it is, it's just, I love the practicality of the setup. Yeah. Uh, it's, everything it's in the all... foreground is, is practical. I, I think the, the structure's practical. I'd even wager some of the stuff behind them is practical. Cause I think that's just crinkled up brown paper to uh, mimic uh, yeah, sand or, or mountains it's just lots of little photography tricks in there for practical photographers to appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a few other, like I feel, I feel like star Wars plastic kind of had a, a theme for his or her shoots over the past month or so. A lot of wheel out, just kind of scavenging, building up some sleds of parts. Uh, but there's a lot of great practical, uh, dioramas i guess you would say yeah. that star wars plastic goes with but th- but this one here it's cool it really does it just looks like hey a candid shot someone was in there maybe it was uh, din taking a break just like hey i'm gonna hey grogu let- let's get a shot of our buddy and he just takes a shot of Kawhi while he's <laughs> working and and that's what it looks like and that's why i i mean we we're talking last week when we we're breaking down scion shot where sometimes if you're going to do a portrait shot you don't necessarily want your subject looking right at you to make yeah. it look like a, a stage, you know, school portrait, like cheese, look at the camera. You want them to be more candid in nature. And that's exactly what Star Wars Plastic achieved here. Yeah, perfect job. So at Star Wars Plastic on Instagram, go give them a follow. All right, next up, this one here <laughs> is just something special. This is from at Funko.Zord on Instagram. And what we see is uh, Din and Grogu there uh, opening up the ice cream maker. So this is clearly from season one. Once they steal the, what was it called again? I can't fucking the, remember. The Camptono or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Camptono. That is exactly it. Wow, good memory. So they open up the Camptono and where would be Beskar, we now <laughs> see some sweet ass Nike Air Jordans. Yeah, are those, are those Jordan ones? I, I mean, I love Jordan. I appreciate the the whole collecting scene behind Jordans. I've just never done it because, you know, when Jordans first those, came out and I was little, I again, when you're a kid, you don't expensive. you don't have the cash flow. Trust me, I wanted Jordans. I wanted the fucking Reebok pumps. I wanted the Nike CO two shoes. But hey, <laughs> you get These what you are, get. Those are the Jordan ones. So you right. got a good eye there. It's just um, fucking, I love this. I mean, it's like Din's pose and these are the hot toys. So, you know, they're the, the Barbie quality, the museum quality of full Beskar Mando and Grogu, but Din's just kind of leaning back like, damn, <laughs> like shit. We just, we just fucking got a, like a blind box and we pulled the top prize. Yeah. You know what I mean, hit the jackpot and like <laughs> even Grogu's looking yeah, like, look, oh, look. <laughs> Grogu's like, oh. Yeah, he's like, Dude, okay, now see, give me a fucking cookie. I could see Mando running around in some some Jordan ones, some Air Jordans. I just, you know? I don't know. I I like the mashup. I like the pose because it was a kind of a reactionary pose. Yeah, it's, it's just fun. I mean, I I'm a. I, now I wouldn't want to see Mando wearing Jordans in the Mandalorian. Like I'm not into those types of crossovers. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> no. but when it comes to Star Wars art that we like to feature on the Star Wars Time Show, I'm all about crossovers, mashups, uh, trying some goofy ideas. 
and this is one from Funkazor that just it hit for me. I love it. I mean, it really is Mando. You know, he did a card break or something and, and got a box that had the the coveted pair of shoes in it. And yeah. both he and his ward are just like, shit, we did it. Look <laughs> at that pool, motherfucker. Yeah. It's like they're on eBay uh, right now streaming. Like, we got the ones. We got the motherfucking <laughs> MJ ones. Oh, man. Good stuff. So at Funko zord on instagram go give him a follow i, mean, I just want to a- know why everyone else is getting their one six scale full best garmando and grogu uh deluxe pack and i'm not like what, what the oh, fuck shit sideshow you still owe me ig 11 the heavy and this set let's go there we go get it to him thank you all right next up we have coleccionista de plastico so this is basically plastic collector in spanish um and this shot look at this, here look at this I guy mean, he's a fucking scholar i i took many years of spanish in high school so can some you, of it sticks can with you me. speak it at all like or no not anymore when i graduated i could like are you I like a actually, like a oh i can speak spanish yo quiero taco bell type of guy or so what like when i was actually when i finished high school i could hold a conversation in spanish pretty not i don't want to say easily but I could talk to people in Spanish and I could get the gist of like the conversation. I could hold a conversation for a while now. I mean, it's been 15 years. So like it's I, I, I retain like some and occasionally I can look at things and like figure out what they say. But at this point, it's basically all gone. Um, shit's too hard like we really yeah. are some of the dumbest humans on earth in america yeah, especially americans like you know you have people who live in like spain and france and germany and who can speak three four languages yeah. <laughs> like, like no like, problem yeah and they could i don't want to say seamlessly because even by their own measure like it it is difficult to switch between languages in the same conversation but they can talk to you in english and then turn around and talk to their mom in german and then you right. can translate you know, pull- it and figure it all out where yeah. me it's, uh, you know, I, I pull from a commercial. Yo, quiero Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. Or I know one time I was a smart ass, probably drunk. I ordered my Chipotle order in, in broken Spanglish and thought oh, I was no. cool. So yeah, like, they're like, just yo quiero uno burrito con pollo y arroz. It's like, shut the fuck up. White yeah, guy. They're like, they're like, get the fuck out of here. You fucking like, asshole. If, if I wasn't making this in front of you, I would spit in your face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but anyway, what Coleccionista de Plastico has here is a fantastic kind of. Yes. Uh, it was like a. like It's a, a what if. It's a what if scene. Yeah, is it's what a I what if it. shot. Perfect. Yeah. So we see Jedi Leia here in the front whipping the robe and the Skywalker family blade kind of lit across her front. You see uh, Jedi Master Luke off to the back right um, with the green boy with his uh, oh, yeah. ROTJ yep. saber. Then you also have old man Han on the back left and then Chewie in the back background there. Yeah. All ha- holding their weapons. And it, it really is just a, an awesome ensemble shot of all of our favorites, all of the original trilogy OGs, but yeah, the, with the big their, four. their sequel trilogy, you know, their looks and the yeah, sequel trilogy figures. It's the, it's essentially the reason I called a what if shot, not what it shot as it's typed up in the uh, Instagram caption. Cause whoever did that's an idiot, <laughs> uh, but a what if shot, especially when we're talking about the older versions of Leia, Luke, Han and Chewie. Yeah. What we're seeing here from collectionista de plastico 
is what I believe many people had in their mind when the sequel trilogy was announced. Yeah. Uh, At one point in time, they wanted to see these four together doing something impressive. Yeah. Uh, Being heroes again. Right. You know? And it is. Nick's right. I mean, these are the, these are the one six scale version of the sequel trilogy version. So it is old Han. It is old Leia. It looks like he just threw on a, like a Jedi robe on her. That's the Mm -hmm. crate Luke. I've got that guy actually. (laughs) Uh, he's you got not the sh- pieces of them. <laughs> well, no, th- this is hot toys. Oh, this so is this, the hot this, toys. This is the Barbie. The, this is the well-made, and I'm not going to go nuts. It's the little fucking figure art shitheads that <laughs> that cause me uh, lots of unneeded stress. But it, I mean, I, I I love it. I mean, that's why it stood out. I mean, I'm not someone that sits here and and will tell you that my life has been greatly impacted by the way the sequel trilogy played out. We've said it a million times. It, it, it's boring at this point in time. On their own, each film, they're decent movies. As a cohesive unit, they're not a good trilogy. Not, not, there's yeah. no real true arcing story told. There's, there's too many him and Hans and half-baked ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, I, I really think when, when this was announced, a lot of us envisioned, at least in passing, Han, Luke, Leia, and Chewie would be in a scene together. And it, just, it never happened. Yeah. So... Um, if you go over to Coleccionista's page, I mean, it's a relatively, I mean, only 493 followers, but he is definitely a one six scale shooter. Even in his hashtags, you can see that his name is Victor Garcia. That's on his page. Uh, you know, one six scale hot toys and all of his shots. I mean, yes, hot toys are, they look good already, but like his shots are very well executed. I mean, mostly portrait style shots, but still like captures the visage of the of the characters very well i do um, like i said i i mean i can sh- i could probably show you a lot of shots of 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 uh hot toys that uh, make them look like toys so yeah uh, so uh, i mean like like me the the portrait stuff it, there is a i'm not gonna say the skill is as great as those <laughs> you that make really dynamically pose scenes but but there is something to portrait you, you, like i said before lighting is more than half the battle in my mind when it comes to a portrait, but also the, the camera angle, the perspective you're going. Uh, so yeah, I mean, collectionista de plastico, uh, definitely excels at the uh, hot toys portraits. Yeah. So, uh, excellent shot there. Next up in the top five or the last one in the top five this week is going to be from Odal studios at O D O L studio. Not studios, just one studio. Um, what we see here is it looks like the you know members of the Hoth invasion force of the Empire kind of going through the battlefield, and it looks like these two guys have walked up on a now dead uh, rebel pilot, and he yep. looks like he's been there for a while. Some snow covering his body, stacked up on there. Um, but I thought it was really cool, like seeing the the, the Imperial side surveying the battlefield after having you know destroyed the the rubble yeah you nailed it i mean that's exactly what i see in the scene it is it's the end of the battle of hoth they're just going around maybe wasting people like you know we've talked about samurais you know uh, you're crawling around the field and you're just like (laughs) right through the heart see you later buddy uh but but i i just odo studio i mean another account that usually sticks out when they post it's just a, a level of clarity he achieves in his shots that, that make his shots stand out. Uh, a lot of times the concept is, is pretty good. 
the execution, like I'm saying, is always there. But it is. It's just another nicely, practically set up shot. I, if you couldn't tell, I love practical shit. That's kind of what I get into. Um, but not even to this level where you're bringing in rocks. You probably got the, the baking soda out or flour to mimic snow. Uh, good lighting in here. But yeah, it's just, it's just an overall pleasingly set up shot. Yeah, exactly. So um, at Odol, O-D-O-L underscore studio on Instagram. I don't know if so, he's been posting recently. Uh, there, there's some like I, recent is oh, yeah, from, yeah, February 10th. So like two, right. three weeks ago. It's weird. Like there, there's some accounts that always used to tag us that have stopped. And you got to wonder like, oh, is it the genus stuff? I mean, Papa doesn't tag us anymore. True Perry doesn't tag us anymore. He hasn't been oh, tagging no. us forever, but True Perry's he's in our Discord. I just think he forgot <laughs> that <laughs> you need to tag so we can see it. I mean, don't get me wrong, people. We're in this segment. This segment comes, uh, it's a result of our Instagram account and using mm-hmm. our hashtag Star Wars Time Show and adding our account at Star Wars Time Show. And while it may seem like a vanity play to be like, no, use it, tag us and use the hashtag. We all know how Instagram works. I follow back anyone that follows us. If I'm not following you back, it's because I haven't realized you're following us yet. But once I pull up your account, if I see it says follow back, I will follow you back. But even by doing that, there is no guarantee whatsoever that I'm ever going to see anything you post. Mm -hmm. So if you do like getting the accolades, if you do like getting featured, if you do like getting talked about, please remember to use hashtag Star Wars Time Show and tag at Star Wars Time Show. If you truly canceled us, that's that's fine. That is your opinion, and we will accept it. We will not go on a woe is me crusade bitching about how we were canceled. It's okay. But if you just forget, we're still here. We're one of the only feature pages that does a weekly show every fucking week, not just when we feel like it. We're one of the only feature pages that actually talks about your work versus using it for our own gain. Think about that. (laughs) Think about it. Yes, we are using you to help us, but we actually discuss it, and it is a part of the Star Wars Time Show, the site, everything. Just think about it. Don't forget about your boys at the SWTS. I do take it too personally. I've worked on it. I've gotten better. But when I see accounts that have have followed us and have tagged us and they stop... It's hard for me not to go, why? What Did we do something? Are we that irrelevant? Is it some <laughs> dumb thing Nick said again? You never know. Probably me. Yeah. <laughs> you got to watch out have. for this guy. Yeah. You I'm, the, watch I'm, out for- I'm the wild card here. I know that I say some <laughs> things every now and then. I, I'm a, as you say that in a very level tone, <laughs> I'm the wild guy. <laughs> I'm the wild card. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, Odol Studio uh, uh, from Warsaw, Poland, but a, a great follow. Lots of lots of quality shots to find on his page. Indeed. All right. So that brings us into the Matt Haywood All right. pop shot should breakdown I, of the I week. Scroll here. We we'll see. What we scroll got. here. Tell hey, us what we got. Okay. Um, so what do we have, Matt? How did you execute it? And uh, just a little bit about the shot. All right, so what we're looking at here, we got a Cal Kestis in a BD1 shot. I, I, I know when I shot this, this was shot last spring during the lockdown. It was me getting back to my basics and, and just kind of going out and dropping a figure in my backyard, not worrying about having my fucking loom cubes out or this panel or that panel or this backdrop. 
uh, it just had some smoke bombs in my figure. And so it's a, it's again, it's a, it's a Haywood pop shot, very static in nature. Uh, I would call it a portrait, even though there's multiple characters. I, I don't know, dude. I mean, I like the environment. Like right. this is, it's a little bit, like you said, this is kind of you just using the, the ground and not having like a setup table and everything like that. But given the nature of that game and the different environments that you travel to, it does feel like it's coming from the game. Like this could be somewhere on Dathmir. This could be somewhere on, on one of the other, like the, whatever the, yeah, I got, the, I mean, the first the, planet was, this is one where I got helped by the effect in, in this case, the smoke. Uh, Cause honestly behind Cal, if, if you can look Nick in the, in the upper right, like the, those orange hints, mm-hmm, I believe yeah. that's the sun reflecting off the side of my house. Hey man. Uh, so like there, there's nothing interesting in this background per se, but thanks to the atmosphere, it kind of covers up the fact that there's a fucking, sh- uh, a home from, <laughs> right from real earth behind uh, Mr. Kestis in this shot. Hey, right now it just looks like there's some sort of ominous orange glow in the background, which, which sets it off even more. I mean, you, you, you get lucky people. This is why I always tell you, I mean, try to get a remote shutter release if you can, it, like a, a full on wireless remote that I find those to be the best and always have your camera's shutter speed set to high by, by high. I mean, uh, not so much the 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 uh, exposure speed, but the actual shutter itself, high speed. So it's taking uh, three to five burst shots per press of the button is what I'm trying to get out of my stupid face. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I saw it in like, you know, Cal is one of those figures that I feel like we don't get a lot of in the community. Maybe, you know, probably right around when he was released, there was a lot of shots, but it's right. not one that has any kind of like long standing. Well, Nick, you can always rely on me to drop shots months after they're important, because like I said, I probably released this in April or May and the game May. came out in, in October of, of, of 2019. So. May 19th, 2020. So. There you, there you <laughs> go. So, yeah, I, I took my time there just like I'm taking my time now, but. I did last week. I was able to get out and and do a Star Wars shoot with the Clone Wars Ahsoka. I saw and, that, yes. And I dropped one yesterday. It did not do so well, which is fine. I don't post that much anymore, and I've noticed that IG has has taken issue with that, and and it it will penalize me and hide most of my stuff. But that is okay. Uh, yeah, I've, I've broken out the Ahsoka. I've yeah, the really cloud with the Buster Sword. And I've, I've, I absolutely, Nick. I love these fucking Final Fantasy figures. I, I think they're just phenomenal. I know it's not what my following likes to see, uh, but we're on the show now, so I'm looking at them. I, look at that. Look at that, Barrett. You know, I like something if I'm actually saying one thing positive about my own work. So. Yeah, but your own work about it. It's, right. It's I just, I don't know. I, I feel rare. like the, the Final Fantasy pictures. I just like the figures, but. The, this mall one here, the 1125, I don't know. People like the mall. The mall likes yeah. me. Mall and I, we, we, we do okay together. Sym- symbiotic relationship with you and mall <laughs> here for sure. Plus, he's, it's a beauty of a figure. I mean, come on, people. Yeah. You just got to know how to hit the button, right? Oh, yeah. That, that, that figure is absolutely... But there you stunning. go. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it's okay. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very typical Haywood pop shot. And, you know, this time last year, I probably would have been like, oh, <laughs> I feel so bad for myself. Fuck all that. Who cares? <laughs> I've broken free 
of the toy photography addiction on IG where I feel like I need to post every fucking day, every toy session. I need to be on there every minute. It's been nice. But again, like I said, and this is a proven fact, if you do not post to IG regularly, it will start to kill off your account, plain and simple. If you get back to it and you start getting back to a rhythm, it'll open it back up. That's just how it works. We'll never figure out why. That's just how it goes. Maybe it's a, a, a motivational tactic to get people to on the platform more. Uh, but I can tell you right now, when I was posting seven days a week, that's when I took my following from 4,000 to 6,000 or 5,000, whatever the fuck I'm at. Now that I'm posting like twice a week, if that, I'm lucky to add 100 followers every two or three months. But who gives a hey, shit? It's more about your your like how you want to treat the hobby than exactly that's i'm I'm at that i I, i'm i'm getting it's going to take a while because i still have it with star wars time show but there is and there probably will always be a little dark hole of emptiness in my soul that can only be filled by me one day feeling like i've actually become someone or or something who knows maybe i'll chop my head (laughs) off and become a bot that people choose to come to and, 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 and check out, go to for whatever rambling shit I'm spewing out of my mouth. But until I feel that way, I'm probably always going to be making small attempts to get there. With the toy stuff, is like, yeah, I can become big in toys and get free toys and this and that. That didn't work out. It's fine. I, I know my limitations. EB was like, eh, I'm going to do games, get free games, go to E3. I did most of that, but was not able to parlay it into a full-time career in the gaming media, mostly because I didn't try, because guess what? Being a tenured college professor is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. It's a great, it offers a very, very, very enticing work-life balance that uh, when I had opportunities to maybe do something in gaming or with Stern, I was like, No. Too big of a risk to give up what I have. Uh, but these days, it's just the Star Wars stuff. Like, I, I still have that one last dream to, to become account, an account, a Star Wars podcast that can get more than a few thousand downloads a month. Yeah. Until, until I get, get that, there. until I get that, you're probably always going to get me uh, begging and pleading. <laughs> or someone to just finally say, like, dude, get the fucking picture. You're just not that likable, which <laughs> I, I, I understand. Uh, I've, I've already pissed off just a few people from the Star Wars Time Show community over the past year. Uh, I get it. But some of the shit that I see, KRTs, the LRMs, where they're, they're getting traction and they have followings and they have thousands of people watching their streams. I just go, what, what am I, have I done wrong? What God have I pissed off in this world to make me suffer oh so much? <sighs> I, I guess we we'll, never, we'll, we'll never figure it out, Nick, because I think the writing's on the wall. We're always going to be a, a middling to below average type of Star Wars podcast, <laughs> and I should just get used to that. And that's okay. And hey, we, that's how we have middling to below average fans, too. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. We, uh, you, we you still, have, are, we still okay. have good times on Tuesdays, but it's time to say goodbye. That's right, my friends. Yes. We have made it to the end of the SWTS episode 151. But if you're really keeping score, I think, Nick, we're probably uh, pushing three Four. to 400, maybe 400, 500, 500 episodes. Yeah. But we won't talk about that because that makes us look even less uh, important <laughs> than we are. 
even less attractive than we are. Even less listened to than we are. But anyways, we're here. Let's do it. Let's shimmy and shake our little fat asses over to StarWarsTime.net. StarWarsTime.net. You like that jingle? I just wrote it. Mm -hmm. All right. So why are we going there? You, the MVPs, you know why we're here, but we got to talk to the new listeners because there are new listeners every show, right? Right, everybody? Right? Probably not, but I'm still going to say there are new listeners and they may need to know this information. So if you are new and you liked this weird little experiment you just sat through for the past three hours or a few minutes, I don't know, maybe you came in when we were talking about jerking off. Maybe you came in when we were talking about uh, Harris and Dula being in Rangers, even though we called that months ago. You just don't know what you're going to get on an episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Our announcer always tries to lay down the gamut of what we're going to get into, but once the mics go live, you just truly never know what is going to come out of the bearded faces but you can get better ideas by going to starwarstime.net because we at least load up some of our topics there not the tangents you come to the show for the tangents you go to the site for the actual topics but more importantly starwarstime.net also has all of our links out to the podcast on the audio only platforms such as apple google spotify deezer do do you deezer anyone we do and we've got you covered uh, you can also, if you want to get in on the live streams, either live or not live, we're also on YouTube. That's where we do the show. Typically every Tuesday in between two and three is when we kick it off. And we're usually going to be talking for two and a half plus hours, if not three. But you can also find our sublink for YouTube at StarWarsTime.net. Or these days, I think we are so damn average you can even search it on google and probably find the star wars time show on youtube and please sub up if you're listening right now click the thumb up click the thumb down leave a comment tell us we're stupid tell us our opinions uh make you want to cancel the show do anything to drum up some drama we need some of that drama juice some of that faux outrage shit let's do it let's get this thing all over the socials did you, did you hear what they said today on the Star Wars Time Show? Well, you got to tune in. And the only way to tune in is going to StarWarsTime.net or finding the Star Wars Time Show on YouTube. And don't forget, next week, fingers crossed, yours truly right here, through the help of the PR guru at the SWTSHQ, Spencer Barron, we hope to have our first big-time Star Wars actor on the program in Mr. Silas Carson from Prequels Era fame. So everyone, get your force fingers out. Put the, the, put the, put the midichlorians out there. Hopefully he, he comes on. We're looking forward to it. I will do my best to deliver a solid interview of a prequel actor. Because there's always time for Star Wars time, my friends. The fandos know it. The long-term assholes live it. But you noobs, you need to know it and you need to say it with me one time. There's always time for Star Wars time. Okay, ready? Say it. There's always time for Star Wars time. You can, you can get a little of that evangelical stuff in there. There's always time for Star Wars time. And remember, if you listen to the Star Wars time show, the Force will be with you always. 